I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? Incredible things are happening in China. You're gonna have to be way more specific. I just saw a video of a small child parallel parking a toy car. A toy car or a regular car? Well, like, you know, like one of those, like, battery-operated cars that you can drive in? Like a little, like... uh, what do they call it? Like, yeah. well, micro-machines, but that's not right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's not like an RC. because No, that's, like, but the, the ones one... you can actually drive around? Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why is that impressive? We have those. We're just, you're describing an American thing. Yeah, but you ever seen an American kid parallel park them? It was like a big, like, it was like a truck one. And he parallel parked that motherfucker looking out the back and everything. You know, my kids aren't doing that. Okay, so we're just, we're, you're, you're crediting China for their kids being nerds and, like, obeying the mm -hmm. rules of the road, mm -hmm. and they're like, mm -hmm. fuck, what is the name of those? This is really bothering me that I can't remember. You ever seen those videos of all the Chinese kids that'll be dribbling basketballs, and then they'll shift, and then they'll start dribbling them again? No. Dude, they're, like, gonna win. I don't know how you're not Team China. Like, clearly they're the master. Okay, calm down. I stopped myself. I stopped myself. A year ago, I would have said it, but I stopped myself. No one can be mad. That's really, I just don't want people to be mad at me. Not because I so much care. I mean, obviously I do, but it's not that. It's just, people are mad at me, they bother me. I don't want anyone bothering me. China, China's so, would you go to China? I'm too busy Googling toy car you can ride to try to find what the name of this thing is. And it's not coming up. I'm getting a lot of, like, individual cars I'm saying, but I... Yeah. It would be so There's cool. definitely some brand name, and it's really bothering me. It, you know, you want to know the really dumb thought I just had? Yes, absolutely. It would be so cool if they made those for adults. Yep. <laughs> like if they made a car that an adult could drive. Well, you should ask your mom to buy you one. I should. I'm going to ask her. I mean, my birthday's coming up. I should ask her. Oh, man. I've actually been thinking about buying a pickup truck. <laughs> Who are you trying to be? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. No, 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 no. Answer the question. Who are you trying to be? A man with a pickup truck. Why? Well, because here's the thing, right? I figure, here's what you do. You get, like, a cheap, shitty pickup truck, right? You don't drive it outside of Rockville, really, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going anywhere with this, right? Then if I ever have to pick anything up, I got a pickup truck. Plus, they're cool. I want to hit you. Why? I don't know why this is the thing, but it's just, it's too far. It's too far? Yes, it's but... too far. You, Matt, this is this is your intervention. You need to, whatever it is you're trying yeah. to do and to be, you just need to stop. You need to, like, for a year, just take a breath. And be like, whenever I have an idea about how to reinvent myself mm -hmm. mostly to piss other people off so people will laugh at me yeah. you need to not do it you need to not do it you need to take a breath 
and be regular. Like, not joke regular. Yeah. Like, actually regular. So you can figure out who the fuck you are underneath your collection of bits. Because it's... it's You know those, like, when you're... The thing <coughs> that people would do sometimes yeah. when you're a kid, they give you a present, it's a giant box, and there's a little box under that. Yeah, yeah. You get down, and it's like a yeah. gift card to Amazon after, like, yeah. 12 boxes. Yeah. That's yeah. your personality right Yeah. Now. Well, here's what you do. See, look, you open up the big box. Smaller box. That's not, we're not talking about the strategy of box opening. Listen. I'm talking about the existential crisis that is your life. Well, you know what's in the smallest box? What's that, Matt? <laughs> I'm worried that it will actually upset you if I say what I'm about to say. You will. I'm already upset. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Don't worry about well, it. Well, you have to now. It's a pickup truck. What? It wouldn't fit. <laughs> no, if you... It's... Listen, you're not thinking big picture, all right? You're thinking a regular... I'm talking about a box the size of a house. Then a box the size of a garage. Then a box the size of a parking space. Then in the box the size of a parking space, there's... Listen, it's not a perfect system, all right? But we can't see, let... See, this is, this is what I'm talking about. You are confronted with the truth about yourself and the... <laughs> The, the central problem... It's that so is, hot. It's very hot in your house or your I mom's know. house. I'm sorry. No! You don't... Put a fucking shirt on! No! No! I'm going to turn you, down the heat a little bit. Take... You, you say it's hot and you start to take off your sweatshirt. There's just nothing underneath it. You're not fucking undressing in front of me. What? I wasn't undressing. I'm you... You I guess, literally I guess, I guess undressed. That's, I guess that's Matt. literally. I guess that's you, literally. Yeah. You cannot argue I, that you were undressed. Yeah. No. Well, I tried, but as I thought about it, I was like, well, because when you have something on, you're dressed, and then un means to not do that. So yeah. No, I I, I know who I am. No, you don't. Yeah. I just want to, dude. Are you, are you, okay. What's the coolest type of car then? None. No car. Actually, that no, 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 no. I'm not saying not having a car is the coolest. I'm saying no cars are cool. You don't think I'm saying any it's car is lame cool? to be into cars? I don't. Okay, care okay. About, no, no, okay. I don't no, I care about cars. I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I, I, yeah. When people are like, yeah, no, I got like a V6 turbo. I'm just like, I just glaze over. Yeah. But like, but what's it called? But yeah, a little pickup truck. Not bad. You have no need for a pickup truck. I just, I just, your, yeah. your plan that is contingent upon never leaving the city that you live in, which is like three square miles, is insane. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. No. It's a thing that you said to engender a reaction because that's the only way that you know you're alive. What would have gotten a bigger... If people aren't yelling at you and or laughing at you, yeah. you think you're dead. Yeah, well, no, but I can't die. All right, I'm not... This is not the format for what's wrong with Matt. Okay. But anyway, it? hello and welcome to... This is, this is the weirdest opening we've had. I know, yeah. <laughs> you, you broke me in <laughs> 45 seconds and got me to just yell at you about how you're living your life wrong. Yeah. No. It's like it's like the restaurant scene from Pig if the yeah. if the shitty pub guy was just like I'm doing great. Like didn't have the breakdown like this was like No. No, they're cool. Yeah. yeah. Pe- people like my foam, man. Yeah. People You're talking about it. What are you Yeah, yeah, you're here. 
Have you have you seen the the meme of the guy who's like pissed his pants and everyone's yelling at him and he just says, "I'm living in your head rent free." That's you. That's your life. <laughs> it is. It is. And you want to know what? You're gonna drive away from here in in six hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna be thinking a fucking pickup truck. No, I'm not mad because I have other things going on in my life. It'll be an intrusive I know thought. it's hard for you to imagine, but I don't leave here and just think about Matt. I mostly think about myself. When you leave here, I think about you. Just have a friend I am, though. Okay, hello and <laughs> shut up. If there's, a, if there's a thoughtful one in this relationship, Matt, I say this with no arrogance. <laughs> but we know who it is. Yeah. Say it on three? No. Hello and welcome to You're Going to Hate It. And the one you're going to hate today is Matt. He's one. He's, he's, he's the hateable object. But normally this is a film podcast. Yeah. Wherein we each assign the other a movie that we think they're going to hate or whatever. You know. I think I, I, think I succeeded this week. Yeah, no. So this week we're doing yeah. sort of a you know retrospective on 2021. Mm-hmm. I gave you my favorite movie of last year, yep. The Green Knight, which yep. we'll be discussing in a moment. Yep. And you gave me Space Jam: A New Legacy, the worst movie yeah. That, yeah. That, you could, that you had seen. Uh, yeah. And there, there are a couple other contenders for the title, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But th- this, this was like, I don't know. I, I really think this was like, like you know, like those years when like a movie comes out and everyone's just like. Oh, like no notes, like 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 it'll come out in like March, and everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's the best picture of the year. Doesn't matter, you know what I mean. What else comes out, and then like this was that, but for worst, I think. I really think this was the it's, worst. It made a strong case for itself almost yeah. immediately, yeah. like almost from the moment the trailer came out. Yeah, were like that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I was honestly like looking forward to it. Okay, that's insane. Yeah, but, well, because well, I really like. We'll, we'll oh, talk, yeah, oh yeah, we're literally we'll talk, talk about more about it yeah, when it's yeah. time to talk about it. But yeah, that's right. There's a lot to say about LeBron James's Space Jam: A New Legacy. I mean, incredible. But anyway, I'm Rob. I'm Matt. And I guess we'll just dive right into my movie, David Lowry's The Green Knight. Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. Friends, brothers, and sisters. Who can regale me and my queen with some myth? For tale. Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be there. Why do you stop me? May I do as 
That's the one that we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. Yeah, we we will talk about <laughs> Space Jam when it's time to talk about Space Jam. I know. I oh, welcome back from the train. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot to say about it. And I, I I I get the inclination to just run headlong right at the the flaming accident. And, yeah, yeah. But we got to talk about the green. We got to pause. For yeah, the, the much quieter <laughs> and. Subtler, yeah. stranger, the Green Knight. Yeah. Um, so the Nickelodeon system at the turn of the century. Uh, no, we're not, we don't need to provide that much context. We only need to go back to the like the 14th century. Yeah. To start. Um, I, I was listening to our last one, and like, like an hour in, I was like, "Wait, what movie are we talking?" About? <laughs> Oh, so I had I just felt like I had made so many like yeah. disconnected references to like New Hollywood versus the studio system. I was like, I yeah. need to just kind of like give a primer, like yeah. a quick primer, once, no. just because that was a really good because, like lecture, like like because I need to lecture. It was yeah. that's what we're here for. But like, but like, I don't, I didn't mean that like derogatorily. Yeah. I mean like that's what it was. But yeah. like, but like, yeah, like if you listen to that one, you get like basically a full rundown of the history of Hollywood. I feel like, like well, not a not a com- very cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, but like, you and can, probably with some inaccuracies. Probably in there because you know yeah. I'm a guy with an undergrad degree that had a lot of F's and W's. Yes, it, it, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I only know about Jews in Hollywood, there um, you go. which yeah. you know, listen, not suspect. Yeah. Don't look up my Twitter at anyway. There you go. Yeah, have you seen my new Twitter ad? No, um, yeah. we're not. We're not here to talk about that. We're not. But no. we're here to talk about Arthurian legend. Yes, because um, is this is an Arthurian legend? Well, this isn't in Le Monde d'Arthur, right? This is like a completely different one, right? Yeah. So I mean, the is it thing by the same guy. No. So the the author of the specific poem, yeah. the the uh, tale of Sir Gawain the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the nice things about this movie is that it they just don't even pretend to like know how Gawain is pronounced. Yep. There are like four different pronunciations yep. of it within the movie. Yep. You got the Gawain, yep. the uh, Gawain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King Arthur gives my favorite pronun- pronunciation of which was like Gerwin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Yeah. 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 I was trying to explain this movie to someone, and I was like, and I, and they're like, wait, what's his name? And I was just like, who knows. But anyway, so just to, to back up very briefly to the, uh, again, like the late Middle Ages. Um, we're, 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 it, he's going somewhere, folks. Let him cook. Brief context. So yeah. th- this is adapted from, uh, um, I believe it's a 14th century poem mm-hmm. um, about, you know, sort of a tale of an Arthurian knight. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The author of it is anonymous, and like, I mean, the thing about like a mythical figure like King Arthur is that like there isn't like a definitive King Arthur like canon. Yeah. You know, he's a dude from fifteen hundred years ago that over the course of all of those fifteen hundred years, people have told a variety of tales. Yeah. About and yeah. like you know there are certain like you know. Um, unifying features of those tales. Yeah. You know, most of them feature, you know, a round table and Lancelot and Guinevere and Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But, like, the telling in the details change from teller to teller. Yeah. Like, different, you know, it's different people have pulled different meanings from the various myths yeah. and legends. Yeah. Like, the way, like, even the sort of broad way that it's approached as a culture has changed a lot over 1,500 years. Yeah. You know, I think there have been times where the the tale involved um, Arthur like conquering Rome, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it, it's, it's, you know, sort of an early sort of foundational national myth of the British Isles. Mm-hmm. Um, of the Britain specifically, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but we don't need to get into all of that because most of it is not really relevant to this. What's it, the Britons and Anglo-Saxons different don't know. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Don't don't know that uh, much. Yeah. About, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I was like, hmm. I don't. Yeah. Because he talks about their Saxon brethren at one point. Yes. Like, well, yeah. the Saxons. They were like Germans that came. Don't. All right. Not. Who cares? Yeah. This is. I mean, because this isn't really. This isn't. This film isn't intended as like a historical document. It's you know. Yeah. It's an adaptation of uh, you know. A, an epic poem that has, you know, that feels very, you know, it, what I, part of what I love about this movie is how it feels very, it feels mythical yeah. in a way that, like, yeah. adaptation, like, there have been a lot of King Arthur movies, and a lot of them sort of play as, like, sort of standard, like, medieval, like, you know, swords and knights, you know, kind of straight ahead, like, almost as if they are adapting history, where yeah. this feels like it is adapting myth, you know, it feels... yeah. You know, just in the way it is filmed and sort of the internal logic of the movie yeah. feels spellbound. Yeah. You know, it feels like something from someplace otherworldly. Yeah. Like someplace that, like, you know, a time and place where magic was real. Yeah. And that that changes the essence of the work. Yeah. You know? um, but before we get into all of that, I think it's worth just kind of running down the sort of the original tale, um, because this is, you know, um, obviously a movie that is based on that, but is very consciously like a, uh, um, it's not a straight adaptation. Yeah, it's, of course. It's, play, it's playing with the text, both literally in terms of the plot, but also, you know, very consciously like questioning and critiquing yeah. the meaning of the yeah. piece. Um, because the original piece is a sort of, you know, fairly straightforward, like, chivalry really? tale yeah. you know it's a um and it, it's straightforward feels um forward you know this happened mm-hmm. and this happened and this happened you know a lot of just you know a lot of kind of sort of straightforward declaratory language yeah. you know um but like you know people there's a reason like you know every like intro to english lit student like um reads th- this poem or you know some one of the other sort of like yeah. off like standard Arthurian tales because you know if you like take the time to pick it apart there's a lot of like depth and you know, yeah and, and part of what I again like about this movie is that it really you know captures that sense that like you know there's sort of these sort of like a lot of these tales are sort of like these 
very episodic, like, kind of, you know, a guy goes to a place, there's some sort of, you know, sort of basic parallel, or, mm-hmm. sorry, a parable. Yeah. Um, and then goes to another place. But, like, th- if you pick them apart, there's kind of these, like, deep, weird, like, psychosexual, like, yeah. underpinnings to a lot of it. Uh, yeah. But, anyway, sort of the, uh, but, like, you know, the... Um, the original tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which I think is from either the 13th or 14th century. Yeah. And they, the author is unknown. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, by anonymous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's the tale of um, Sir Gawain, who is one of the knights of the round table. Is he, is he King Arthur's nephew? Yes, although he, he is not. And this is one of the places where the... Uh, one of, a number of the places where the film and the original text differ. He's not the... Son of Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. He's King Arthur's other sister or half sister, whose name I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But you know, who cares? Um, yeah, not not really important. Um, yeah. But he's in that tale. He's already a knight. He's already established as and has a reputation as sort of the the fairest and purest of um, King mm. Arthur's knights. All um, right. And on in the poem, I believe it's New Year's Eve. Um, a a knight dressed all in green. Um, arrives, you know, mm-hmm. an unknown stranger arrives at their sort of their feast and um, challenges the knights of the round table to a game. You know, he says, I will allow any one of you, any one of you is brave enough to stand forward, can come forward and land any blow you, cho- you choose against me, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the understanding that in a year, um, I will, you know, you'll seek me out at my, you know, this green chapel that I live in several days' rides away, and you will allow me to land an equivalent blow against you. You know, if you give me a nick, I will give you a nick. If you cut off my arm, I'll cut off your arm. And Mm -hmm. Sir Gawain, the the fairest and purest, steps forward and chops off the green knight's head, kind of thinking, well, if I do that, you know, that kind of settles the whole matter. Um, Stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. Literally, just look. That's all you had to do. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. I was like, right, because because I remember in the movie they're like they're like they're like well, yeah. I, I don't want to get into the movie okay. so much yet, just because okay. because I do I just sort of want to establish sort of the basis of what we're working with. But I do because I, I like the way that the movie plays with with what you're talking about. How yeah. fucking stupid it is. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Sir Gawain chops off his head, but the knight just sort of, you know, picks up his head and is like, okay, cool, I will see you in a year. Um, and in a year, Sir Gawain sets off on his quest. There's very little description of the actual travel to the Green Chapel itself. Like, mm-hmm. um, the movie really expands this whole section. Like, there, there are a couple incidences in the movies that are lo- in the movie that, like, where they'll take, like, one line of description and, like, blow it out into a whole scene. Like what? Like the giants. Okay, um, yeah. But um, but the, the bulk of the original tale is Sir Gawain arriving at this sort of enchanted castle where he meets a lord and lady. Um, you know, and they say, you know, basically you're only a couple hours from the, the Green Chapel. You know, why don't you just stay here for a few days? And the lord of the castle says to him, mm-hmm. you know, let's sort of play a game. Every day I'm going to go out and go hunting in my woods. And whatever I win there, I will bring back to you and give it to you. And you can just sort of stay in the castle. And if you happen to win anything here, you have to give it to me. Um, And the lady of the castle uh, is this kind of sort of seductress figure um, 
who keeps attempting to seduce Sir Gawain. Um, and he's sort of, because, you know, he's a, a pure of heart knight who will never think to, you know, commit adultery or cuckold uh, his host, you know, sort of talks the uh, the bride into just or just giving him a kiss, you know, mm-hmm. rather than actually laying with him. And so every night, you know, the Lord comes back and gives him a deer or whatever he's caught that day, and Sir Gawain gives the Lord a kiss because that's what he's won. Mm-hmm. Um but then on the third day, or whatever, however many days it is, um, the lady gives him a kiss, but she also gives him a, a magical garter that she says will, will protect him from all harm. And the knight, or Gawain, is like, well, I could really use a magical garter that will protect, protect me from all harm, seeing as I'm, about to, as I'm about to go and get my head cut off. So he gives the lord a kiss, but he doesn't give him the garter. doesn't tell him about it. And the next day, it's New Year's Day. It's time to go have his appointment with the Green Knight. He goes out to the Green Chapel... <coughs> Uh, you know, kneels down before the Green Knight, says, "Do your worst," while wearing the garter, importantly. And the Green Knight gives him three blows to the back of the neck, which do no damage to him. On the third one, he gives him a little nick, like just a little cut, um, but no further damage. Doesn't cut off his head. At which point, the Green Knight reveals himself to actually be the Lord of the Castle, and basically, this has all been a sort of um, trick, basically. To you know, it's again sort of a fairly simple chivalric moral morality tale Mm -hmm. of you know if you're a knight you have to keep your word and if you tell someone you're going to give them everything that you get you have to give them everything including the garter and Gawain is you know a little humbled and little um you know it's just he gets a little bit of comeuppance you know "Ah, I've learned an important lesson about maintaining the knightly code um and you know they both sort of you know part as friends it turned there's a whole thing where it turns out like the the green knight was possessed by Morgan Le Fay who was trying to you know, um, basically show up Arthur and Guinevere. But, you know, it's basically, it's a pretty simple tale of, you know, a knight keeps his word no matter what. Yeah. You know. Um, and the movie goes in some weirder and more complicated directions. Yeah. Um, so let's actually start talking about the movie here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it is important to establish that framework just because the movie is so much about, like, problematizing and questioning and like making more complicated and ambiguous that sort of nightly code you know sort of the central question of the movie is is any of this shit worth it yeah i think um it is a movie that is very much about like um you know there are a lot of sort of thematic things that are going on here but like at its core i think is sort of the the question that's um of um is it is this whole idea of manliness that Gawain is chasing, like, worth it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, well yeah. No, and, Should and, he allow himself to be killed just to keep his word? Yeah. 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 No, is that, and, 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 and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a sword guy. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, no, no, so, but, but no, but this shit has always fascinated me. And, and, and I know that, like, basically the whole point of chivalric tales were basically to, 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 enshrine this code of chivalry amongst the vassal class of yeah. fe- of, of, of feudal Europe. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? And kind of teach them like, okay, this is how you should act. And 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 even though that's kind of the picture that was painted, more often than not, that is not how knights acted. Knights were overwhelmingly uh, uh, brutal and like and like basically like basically like um fucking like 
like largely I mean not all of them of course but like a lot of them were basically just like ogre from Revenge of the Nerds like right. they were just they were they were illiterate first off largely right and they were just like their whole lives revolved around war and making war and I mean well, we watched the last duel, or you watched the last duel right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that whole thing of just like oh no I just need to go off and kill a whole bunch of people because I'm broke yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like that is a much more accurate depiction of what nightly life was or, was like and and yeah and like you know like there were these like the you know this like idea of like chivalric love and everything like that but there was also a ton of rape and a ton of yeah. like you know, I mean, like they weren't knights weren't good guys, right? On on the whole, they were they were brutal, and I mean, like, and you see that in like you know, in like for instance, like I mean, I mean, in so many battles and wars that were fought, but like I think the biggest example is like the Crusades, like all of these like you mm-hmm. know, like like knights that were on this holy quest and are like you know, right, right, you know, and have been imbued with these chivalric tales go and they just massacre Jerusalem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like 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 Jew Christian Muslim alike. Right. Like. Men, women, children, just, I mean, like, they, it, it's, it's all bullshit. And, and, and I think that that is, like, I think that that's a really interesting thing the film did where it kind of showed, because, like, you also see, like, what's it called? The Green Knight comes, right? And all of, right? I mean, I mean, first off, Gawain, yeah, he's, oh, he's the most pure, the most, but he's, like, whoremongering. No, in, in, yeah. in the characterization of Gawain in the movie is very different than yeah. in the poem. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to... Pause briefly to, to sort of build on what you were saying, just yeah. because the idea that this is a system that is main, established and maintained through brute force is like very explicit in the movie. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, like, you know, there's a the speech that King Arthur gives to the Round Table, you know, to sort of kick off the Christmas feast is, you know, he's talking about how they've established, you know, peace in the land, but he is explicitly like, you know. We've done so by, you know, forcing the Saxons to bend the knee. Exactly. And, you know, um, Gawain, when he's sort of, when he's talking to Arthur, is, you know, talking about, you know, how, you know, I know that the knights here are much closer to you than I am, even though I'm your kin, because they've all shed blood in your name. Exactly. You know, the first sort of um, encounter that Gawain has on his journey out is he passes through this battlefield, which is inspired by a battle from the Arthuriad that I can't really remember. The, the Battle of Baden, I mm-hmm. think, where it's said that King Arthur killed 900 people with his own sword. Yeah. And, you know, it's this, you know, desolate waste yeah. of just, you know... Yeah. Um, it's a really brutal it looks like style of warfare. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like, you know, it's like a World War One no man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of this all being from like, but but like but like in that like frame of like World War War, it's like yeah, it's not like oh we're shooting at each other from across the trench. It's like no, this is the scrum. This is the yeah, up close and personal. Someone in the eye. Exactly. And chop them up. Exactly. Yeah. And watch the life leave their eyes as they beg for mercy. Like yeah, yeah this is brutal and awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No. No. I recently um I I, I went on a whole um uh bender of a uh, of of watching like. Movies like this, I watched. Uh, I watched this. I watched um, the Last Duel, and I watched uh, the King. Have you seen the King? I have not. No. It, it's it's a really good movie. It's Timothy Chalamet as um as uh, Henry V. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Battle of Agincourt. But like in that one, they're just drowning people in mud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it is fucking brutal warfare. Yeah. And 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 and, and right, they're all like, oh like honor. It's like honor. Like you drowned a father. Yeah. Prop, uh, uh, assumably in mud. But I think I think it is worth noting that this isn't. There's like a whole subgenre of medieval movies that are 
you know, their aesthetic and their, you know, sort of take on the that world is very, you know, mud caked. Exactly. It's, you know, people living in filth and everything yeah. is brown and gray and dirty. Mm-hmm. And part of what I like about this movie is that's not its aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, no. it, it yeah. has instances of that, like, like when he's traveling through the battlefield. Yeah. But for the most part, it feels, the way that it's filmed is very, um, again, kind of like spellbound. Yes, exactly. I keep going back yeah. to. You know, it uses a lot of um, natural or semi-natural light. Yeah. And everything sort of feels lit by fireplace or like, or when they're outside, like lit by this, this kind of like other world. Yeah, 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 like a pretty natural, like kind of, yeah. yeah. No, and, and even like the clothing choice, because like, because yeah. like in those other two movies I referenced, like, yeah, like you're right, like, like it's very, it's, you know, kind of drab and gray, mm-hmm. right? And they feel, right? And they're, and, and they're going for this kind of hyper realism of yeah. like, of trying to depict exactly as it was that. And I think that they, both of those movies achieve it, but. What's different about this yeah, one... this is not going for no. naturalism or realism in no. any way. You know, no. It's going, it's going for naturalism in the sense that it feels like... It, natural it, in, like, the pagan sense. Exactly. You know, exactly. A, a natural world that is, like, animated by forces that you cannot, like, totally yeah. comprehend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like you said, like, like, like... I mean, it was funny. Like, when he was, like, going... When he starts off on his quest, I remember just thinking kind of like, I'm like... There's probably like a Tesco there now or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? But but like but like you don't feel like like it feels like a completely different planet. Yeah, like, it, like yeah. the the images in the movie feel conjured rather than depicted. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which which having that contrast of having this like huge horrible battle with like all of these men just yeah. dead and just getting picked at by like scavengers and like birds and shit like yeah. that. Right, right. But that kind of being part of like that Arthurian legend of like. Of like, yeah, wasn't that cool? You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, 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 wasn't that a cool and good thing that happened? Like, you know, we killed all those people. Yeah. Which is like, which is absolutely like, um, I started uh, after watching this. I also downloaded the audiobook for uh, for um, uh, Le Monde de l'Enfer, and and I started listening to it. And like, yeah, they just like describe these like huge battles where all these people get killed, right? But in these like very epic like chivalric mm-hmm. tones, and it's like. You know, in the back of your head, you're like, yeah, they're, like, describing someone getting their head cut off. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's, it, it, but, yeah, I don't know. No. Um, but continue with your point. But I, I think that it's, it's, um, first of all, I just to continue on the, just the way it looks briefly, because I think it's, it's worth talking about that. Just Absolutely. Because part, that's part of what I loved about this movie. Like, yeah. I think, I, I don't think it's accidental that part of the reason this is my favorite movie of the year is just because this was the movie like I saw this this came out fairly early in the year this was kind of a yeah. a pretty heavily backloaded year just because early on like theaters weren't all the way open yet exactly um, and so a lot of the like a lot of stuff like there's been a lot that's come out just in like the past few months but this yeah. came out relatively early in the year like I, I think it was like May or June somewhere in like the late spring or summer mm-hmm. which is not I mean, you you call you know that's the middle of the year, but this yeah. year felt like kind of early on. Exactly, yeah. And this is you know the, one of the first movies I saw in the theater where I really felt like movies are back. Yeah, like seeing yeah. this like on a big screen was a really yeah. transporting experience. Yeah. You know, and and it's you know worth noting how like how much they were they managed to squeeze out of a very limited budget. Like this mm-hmm. is this is a twenty million dollar movie. Jesus, really? Yeah, that wow. looks. Significantly better than, yeah. I don't know how much Space Jam: A New Legacy cost, but quite a like quite a bit. I'm gonna, of I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look that up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's uh, Space Jam: A New 
legacy budget. Let's see. 150 million US dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And looks so, so much, much better. Like, like Space Jam looks so much worse than this. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Jam looks so much worse. Than, yeah, this looks so much better. Than Space and, and I think because like there's something to be said for like Space Jam is clearly a product that was just farted out. Yeah. This is like so much care and attention went into every Yeah. Every second of this. Like, you can tell everything was fussed over and, like, just squeezing as much out of everything they could. Like, so, and I think this is a good argument for um, how, like, it, it, it's become kind of a, that's, like, I haven't heard so much of it recently, but for a while it was a long time. It was kind of a favorite hobby horse of, like, film nerd people to, like, beat the drum of practical effects over CGI and I think this is a really good argument for how both of them have their place. Yeah. Because this movie does have some CGI, mm-hmm. and most for the most part, it's really effectively used. I think the fox is yeah, the one fox. place where it feels a little cartoony. Yeah, I yeah. Just because it's hard to do like realistic, like um, yeah, like, like, like to basically have living, like, moving creatures exactly. for twenty million dollars. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the fox is basically another character in the movie that's entirely CGI in a $20 million movie. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's tough to do Gollum on a $20 exactly, million Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but, but like, it's fine. But I, this is, for the most part, the way that they use effects is a lot of it is in camera. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of, like, practical in camera. Like, this movie uses matte paintings. Yeah. Which is, like, you know, just a real old school technique of, like, if you want to extend to the background, you paint a picture. Yeah. And, you know, just paint in your fantasy background or whatever. Yeah. And the movie uses that. And, like, but then also uses, like, digital effects to kind of extend it and massage it. And, like, it's a it's a great marriage of sort of both traditions and finding ways to use both of them to their mutual advantage. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think that that's appropriate. Like, yeah. there are some things that look better practical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice to see real sets and real costumes, real hair and makeup choices that weren't just sort of, I don't know, we'll figure out later in post. Exactly. But it's also nice to see stuff that you can only create with computers or stuff that only looks, you know, stuff that's brought to its fullest expression with a little computer aid. Yeah. You know, you've kind of got the best of both worlds. If you had that box being puppeteered, Mm -hmm. that would have maybe looked stupid. You know what I mean? Maybe. 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 I mean, mean, maybe they would have pulled it off, but like... But, like, there's a lot of room there for that to have maybe looked dumb. The Giants, too, right? You know what I mean, right? Like... Like, but I think the Giants are a great example because they just filmed some big, bald people. Exactly. And then, like, they didn't create a CGI character. It's just... Oh, like, that's not CGI. I mean, it's, it's CGI in the sense that, like, they digitally inserted some people. But if, oh, you, okay. if you look at them, like, they didn't create a whole digital yeah. character. Like, yeah, they're not okay. golems. They filmed people. Oh, yeah. And then digitally enlarged okay. them and inserted them in the background. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. They did a really good... No, no. It, 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 this movie looks great. Yeah. Like, 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 and I think that that is something... Because, like, when we were talking about, like, Space Jam, like, like I mean, and, and, and I'm not even talking about, like, the CGI in Space Jam. I'm mm-hmm. just talking about, like... Them filming like mm-hmm. like people in Space Jam like yeah. that looked like I mean I mean I mean it's it, it, I mean it looks like a movie it's whatever right yeah. but it, but it like like just the way that they filmed Hugh like like the actors in this movie and the choices they made there looked so much better like like yeah. like, like like for whatever you thought about this movie I think you'd have a hard time arguing that it doesn't look great 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It is a good-looking fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, th- I want to pause on the Giants for a moment just because that is, like, one of my favorite mo- moments from the movie that has almost nothing to do with anything. When, <laughs> when, I, when I saw it, I was like, I don't know what the point of that was. That feels like one of those things where just, like, there was some line in the poem that, like, no. just mentioned, like, and he, you know, while he was on his trip, he passed by the Giants of mm-hmm. whatever valley, and, you know, then he went on his way. It was just the kind of thing, that, like, because those kind of old fucking poems always have some weird shit like that in yeah. there. We'll just toss off, yeah, he talked to a giant for a second, and then just yeah. kind of move on. Yeah. And, like, I was I was so happy to find out that's literally what it was. Yeah. That that's yeah. actually just, yeah, they, there was some weird line in the poem about Giants, and yeah. they just created the sequence where he just runs across these Giants, and, like... What I love is, I love that it is so random. Yeah. That there's no explanation for it. It does nothing no. for the plot. No. It just truly feels like there's a moment where he encounters something truly otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like, it could, and it feels like an encounter. Yeah. You know, because there is no explanation, that gives it power. Yeah. That, like, it's just, for a moment, you, like, stumble across this... Thing that like shatters your understanding of what the world is, mm-hmm. and like b- massively extends like, yeah. the possibilities of the universe, and then just disappears, and yeah. you're just kind of left like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, well, I, 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 I was struck. What I kept coming back to during this movie was like, so there's this scene right before the Green Knight comes, mm-hmm. where they're at the uh, Yuletide feast, mm-hmm. and and and, uh, and and Arthur calls him up, says, "Sit next to me, right? You know, sit with me." I, I regret not being present in your life. Tell me a tale about yourself. And he just goes, I have none. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? He's like, then basically, I just I just hang out in Camelot and, and fuck this, you know, prostitute and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and get drunk. That's basically all I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? He doesn't say that part, but that's... That's, that's implicit. In implicit, it. yeah. But that is all he does. He's just like, yeah, no, you know, I just have a certain, you know, I have money because I'm your nephew and I yeah. just kind of fuck around. You know what I mean, right? But but you can tell it deeply pains him that he's just like... Because all he wants to do is... His greatest ambition is to be a knight. Yeah. And then when he sets off on this quest, these things happen to him. And what I kept coming back to was like, there's a, there's a tale about himself. There's another tale right. about himself. And like the Giants is a perfect thing about that. We're like... This, 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 you know, young man who's spent his entire life basically just fucking off in the castle encounters something that like maybe even Arthur himself had never encountered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right has this otherworldly experience, and yeah, no, it, it was no, that was a great scene, you know. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good jumping off point to talk about the characterization of Gawain because I think that's that is again in a movie full of like great decisions. That's like one of it's yeah, it's such an interesting way to approach this character where they like they totally throw out like basically everything from the original tale about yeah. Gawain, other than. You know, he's a guy who has an encounter with the Green Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Arthur is your pretty standard kind of Arthur. No, I, I, I do not. Would you, would you disagree with that? No. I mean, the way that, like... Um, he's much more loving, I would say, maybe. Well, it, we, we can talk about Arthur briefly before we talk about Gawain, because that is also so... It, it is... It, it also feels um, uh, revisionist. Um, mm. Like, I know in the... Just because the way that the, he looks is very yeah. strange. Yeah. Like it feels like it feels like you're getting him in the sort of later like Fisher King era of Arthur, where he's like, I know in the script apparently he he and Guinevere are described as looking like extraterrestrials. Yeah. Like they feel kind of 
hollowed out and decrepit. Like, yeah. you're clearly meeting them kind of at the end. And like, Some real A24 vibes. <laughs> and played <laughs> a, by Sean Harris and Kate Dickey, who are mm-hmm. both, and Sean Harris in particular are like, I, I think they're both great. Like, yeah. Because they feel so sickly. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like not old. Not, not, I mean, they're old for like that time, but like not. Well, no, 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 I'm saying Sean Harris and Kate Dickey are not like, like, oh, like, like, yeah, 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 they're, I mean, they're probably only, I mean, what, they're probably in like their late 30s or 40s or something like that? 50 maybe. I can, yeah. I can look up how yeah, old yeah, Sean yeah. Harris is. But they're not that old, but like, but like, they look like very, yeah, like you said, like, I don't want to say decrepit, but like, at the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, 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 they don't got a lot of time. Arthur is a man who has spent his life, you know, being King Arthur. Yeah, Sean Harris is 56. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. That's older than I thought. Yeah. But still. I mean, he's he's an actor. He looks good for his age. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, like, it feels like they have kind of been almost rotted away by, like, the the acid of rule. Yeah, you know? exactly. That, like, it's kind of hollowed them out, like, yeah. living at the top of this... Yeah. This regime. Well, yeah, but yeah. That, but, like, it's also not that, like, they're characterized as, like, evil. You know, these... No! Br- like, Kate Dickey's performance is, is, like, dialed in a way that, like, is very intentional. You're, you're supposed to feel a little uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Like, she feels weird. Like, yeah. Never totally... Like, she doesn't feel, like... Again, not evil, but, like, a little strange. Like, yeah. You, you never totally, like, settle on... Yeah. What her deal is. If you were in a room alone with her, you would kind of maybe try to find an excuse to leave. Yeah. 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 But, like, Sean Harris is so warm. Yeah. And kind of rueful. You know, he, like, he, in that that Christmas feast scene, when he summons Gawain over and and asks him to tell the tale about himself, like, it's framed as, like, you're my nephew and I don't, like, I haven't given you any time. Yeah, I haven't I haven't bothered to like spend yeah. the time to get to know you because I've been too busy chopping off heads. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he's King Arthur. He literally. I mean, like, I mean, like, like he spent his entire his entire um, his entire rule basically. You know, just putting people to the sword and like fighting these epic battles and like mm-hmm. doing all this like. Yeah. I mean. I mean. You know. I mean. Like. I mean. Like. Yeah. He's, establishing he's, peace and unity in Britain. Exactly. Like, at tremendous cost. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At tremendous cost. And 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 you can and 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 I think that the performance really kind of shows that like a cost that he truly regrets is like, you know, like basically missing his 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 nephew growing up in right. front of his and eyes. his nephew who in again in this telling is his heir. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because he the, he and Guinevere do not have children. Mm-hmm. Gawain is next in line for the throne as his nephew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, um, I think it's worth talking about, you know, sort of how Gawain has responded to that, you know, place in society. <laughs> and, like, he's characterized in this movie as a kind of a fail son. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's he's a fuckboy. Yeah, like, oh, he's I, a total fuckboy. I want to just... Someone posted this on Twitter. It's, it's a like, a user review someone left of... The movie that someone left on like IMDb or Letterboxd or something that I just really think sums up well, like just Gawain yeah. as a character. It's from uh, Sad Clown Central mm-hmm. is the user. Um, what I need you to know about the Green Knight is that Gawain is the best main character in the world. Stupid as shit. <laughs> Not a single good or even decent decision in sight. Absolute train wreck of a man. Doesn't know how to make a bonfire or defend himself against anything or anyone. 
always wet for some reason, <laughs> lost and confused the majority of his screen time. Life throws all these challenges at him, and he just fucks up every single one of them. No redeeming qualities. Worst night I've ever seen. All this man has going for him is his dazzling cape and the fact that everyone feel everyone feels the overwhelming urge to cradle his face gently. I'm so in love with him. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, it's it's so fucking true though. Yeah, like, like he's he's supposed to be a knight. Well, he's he's not a knight. Yeah, he, he wants so badly to fit into this system, mm-hmm. but like, you know, his. He's a fail son. Yeah. You know, we're introduced to him waking up drunk in a whore, or at least hung over in a whorehouse on Christmas morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then he's like, and then he's like, and then he's like, oh, I gotta wash up so that I can go to the royal feast. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's it, yeah, like all like the, someone who like stumbles home at noon and his mom, Morgan Lefay, is like, Where have you been? He's like praying. Exactly. And, and her response is, You smell like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 and it's so funny because they're right, because that's what I because like here's what I thought this movie was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was gonna be I thought we were gonna see Dev Patel do some cool night shit, right? right? And just kind of, I thought this was gonna be kind of like a like a like an A twenty four hack and slash, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Where I was like, I, I was like, I was like, you know, because we've talked about A twenty four, but whatever, yeah. like 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 like, but you know, the type of movies they have, right? You know, visually stunning, right? It's gonna be, you know, or the type of movies that they uh, distribute, right? Right. It's gonna be visually stunning, you know what I mean? I, I thought there was gonna be a visually stunning kind of cool weird hack and slash, right? right? And it's just not. It's right. just fucking not. It is this it is this boy. It is this fucking yeah. this fucking like 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 man child. Like yeah, he's probably like 24, but he is not a man yeah. Yeah. at all. Just like just like just who by like happenstance of birth basically gets to be knighted, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? I mean like we I mean fuck, in like the last duel, fucking Fucking, what's his name? Was a fucking squire, and he'd been in like fucking eight wars. Uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, and then fucking finally, right? And then like they knight fucking um like Matt Damon, basically because I think like, well, we're all about to die, so I guess you right. can be a knight when you die. Yeah. And then he just doesn't die. Yeah. And that's how he ends up a knight. You right. know what I mean? Right? Like it really is just like 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 like, <clears throat> and they're they're competent men. You yeah. know what I mean? This is not a competent man. No, this is... I mean, this is a movie about a fuckboy's quest to become a fuck man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it's so funny because they're right. Because, like, like every... <laughs> when he's recovering the skull, and right before he... Yeah, so I... I yeah, hold on. I, I, Sorry, yeah. Before, like, before we get into that, like, I, I do think it's worth going through his journey a little bit. Because, Absolutely. Because, like, Chronologically, yeah. Because there is, like... Again, like, this is a movie that's structured like these kind of tales where it is very episodic. Yeah. But each episode has kind of a, you know, a nightly lesson contained within it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start, let's start with the, let's start with the actual Feast of the Green Knight. Yeah, so, which yeah. we've gone through a lot of that already, just yeah. in that, um... But just, just about him choosing to cut off the head. Right, but it, that, so that happens, the Green Knight arrives after the moment where, you know, Gawain is summoned to his uncle's side yeah. and, you know, invited sort of into the inner circle. He's, he sits in Lancelot's vacant seat and is asked, you know, tell me a tale of yourself and has to admit, I got nothing. I got I have been fucking my sex worker girlfriend yeah. and drinking and not a whole lot else. Nope. You know? Nope. And it's in that context 
in which when the Green Knight enters and says, let's play this Christmas game where any one of you can land a blow against me. Yeah, if he, you can land a blow against me, right. he says. Yes, yeah. if. Where it's in that context that Gawain is like, me. Yes. I want to do it. I, this is my moment to prove myself. I've just kind of been humiliated in front of my uncle. He was very nice about it, which yeah. was somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can I have a sword? And in, all, in that moment he is he is handed Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because no all the knights are like, I'm not giving you my sword. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, but it, yeah, but he's handed he, Excalibur. He, he doesn't he does not have a sword of his own. He no. has to ask for one and yeah. he's handed Excalibur. Yeah. And in that moment he's like because in that context, it makes sense that he overdoes it and chops his head off. Because this is his moment to prove himself a man. Yeah. That's his idea of what it is to be a man. You know, he's surrounded by these men who have established their glory through bloodshed. You know, mm-hmm. and he's got to step up. He's got no tales to tell. He's committed no acts of violence. He's going to go for the fucking head. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. um, the Green Knight submits. The Green Knight immediately lays down his weapon, lays down his axe, bends his knee, and submits and turns his head. Yeah. Right, basically being like, you can chop up my head if you want. You know, he submits. He he refuses to fight back. Yeah. Right. And at that point, I was like, just cut his arm. Just cut his arm. You fucking idiot. Give him what a nick. Do do? Yeah. Give him a nick. Give him a nick. He said he's gonna. You're, you're gonna mm. get one back in return. Why would you go? And then he just lops off the head. Yeah. And yeah. and but he plays it like so. Like you can tell that he's scared. Like yeah. Dev, Dev Patel is great in this movie. Oh, so it's good. it's such perfect casting. Like you know, David Lowry, the director, has talked about how. He needed someone that people were going to fall in love with, even despite the fact that, again, as we read, he's a complete fuck-up. Oh, like, yeah. make, makes almost no redeemable decisions. Like, not, not just is a fuck-up, but is, like, selfish and pathetic. Yeah. You know, isn't a very likable character. And, like, Dev Patel has a thing where he can play that, but also he's just such a sensitive-looking guy. Yeah. That you still, again, kind of want to, like, caress his cheek a little exactly, bit. Exactly, yeah. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You want to you wanna help him. You know yeah. what I mean? You want to you, you be like, it's okay. And also, I don't think it's... Um, I don't know if it was intentional, but certainly gives the film an additional resonance that he's non-white. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of non-white characters in this, I think. It's him Morgan, him and Morgan Le Fay are non-white. Mm-hmm. There's got to be another one there. No, no. Well, anyway. I believe yeah. so. But, I mean, which I... I, I, I know that, like... You know, this isn't, wasn't, like, a big enough movie to get, like, a lot of the sort of backlash. But, like, there was a little bit to, like, yeah. you know, that's historically inaccurate, you know, yeah. which, one, isn't true. Yeah. Like, um, ancient Britain was not as lily white as people. No, you know, not at all. It was, you know, conquered by Rome, which was a multi-continental empire. Exactly. Like, there was still, like, inter, like intercontinental trade between, like, yeah. Africa and Asia. Yeah. There's one of the fucking knights in the Arthuriad, Polymedes, was a Saracen. Yeah, exactly. Like it's in the original Arthurian text that there were non-white people running around in Britain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, even like, I mean, I mean, and all throughout medieval Europe, like seeing like a black person, like yeah. maybe if you were in like the absolute boondocks, right? They'd be like, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it wasn't like completely without, like, yeah. out of the realm of possible. They were fucking going all over the goddamn place. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Fuck. like, still gives it this added resonance of like someone who is an outsider. Like, having to work that much harder to prove himself, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and, and 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 it's so funny what he does after that because, you know, I was like, okay, well, clearly we're going to see, like, a training montage. Like, he's like, oh, shit, I got to 
I gotta, I gotta kill the Green Knight now or something, right? Because right. he's gonna go chop up my head. Nope, nope. Spends the next year just partying with the other knights because they're all just like, he killed the Green Knight, yeah. right? Which is so funny because it's like, no, he did. We were all there. He, the knight, picked up his head and rode off and said, "Next year I see you. I'm gonna yeah. chop off your head." Yeah. And then rode away. And then, but he spends the next year just partying. Yeah, I mean, it's um, he drinks away the year. Like yeah. he's he's got the recognition that he was looking for. Like mm-hmm. pe- like you were saying, people now like yeah. see him on the street and are like, "You're the guy who killed the Green Knight." Yeah, you know, like people buy him drinks. Mm-hmm. But like he still. You know, one, he knows he's got this appointment with death. And he also, like, still isn't a knight. You yeah. know, he's still... Like, he gets into a fight with a dude in a bar because the dude says, like, your mom's a witch. You know, yeah. he's still someone who's, like, you know, recognized but not really respected. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's still fundamentally a boy and he knows it. And, like, you know, Arthur has to give him, like, this talking to after he gets into the bar fight to basically be like, you know... I want more than this for you. Like, yeah. Which again is one of those kind of, if you want it to be a kind of ambiguous scene where Arthur is basically encouraging him to be like, go get your head cut off. Yeah. You know, because that will make you a man. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, 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 and Gawain is basically just like, so he's just like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why would I do that? Yeah. And then Arthur's like, it's basically like, well, something called integrity, pal. What he says is, is it is it wrong to want greatness from you? Exactly. The idea being that, you know, greatness means upholding this code and yeah. keeping your word. Um, which also sort of rhymes with something that Essel, the, you know, his sex worker girlfriend played yeah. by Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. says to him right before he leaves, which, you know, she, she is trying to talk him out of going. Yeah. And just stay here with me. And yeah. what she says to him is, you know, this is, this is how silly men die. Yeah, you know, upholding some fucking code that just you know exists yeah. to maintain the power structure. What she says is, um, "Why is why why greatness? Why is goodness not enough?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is so funny because I think like I think the movie doesn't really say which one is the right one. No, I think I, this is a very intentionally ambiguous movie. Exactly. But yeah. it contains all of these different ideas yeah. without ever resolving the tension between. Exactly right, and 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 I think that anyone can look at either one of those because yeah, the idea of like living with integrity, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and doing and being a man that 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 you know that that kind of one aspect of of masculinity being you know a man that does what he says he's going to do when he says he's going to do it right keeps mm-hmm. his word. I I absolutely think that that's important. You know, something I struggle with obviously, yeah. right? As we know, but 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 you know, but 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 it is like, but you know, but like that is I think a good thing to aim towards, and then at the same time also just kind of being like. I love you, you stupid son of a bitch. We can yeah. just be happy together. This could just, we could, like, you don't, like, this is, this is fine. Like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, make an honest woman out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just be in love and have a family and have a life together. Right. Right? And, 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 and he is such a fuck boy that he's like, that because, because it doesn't seem that the animating thing for him is either one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't I don't think he's going to like if he doesn't go face the Green Knight, I don't think he's going to settle down and be a family oh, man. Exactly. Like yeah. he's stuck in this perpetual adolescence yeah. of like, you know, just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep fucking around. Like, exactly, I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna commit to Essel and raise a family. I'm also not going to live with integrity. I'm just gonna drink away this year because I don't want to deal with anything. Exactly, yeah. And even him going to face the Green Knight doesn't really seem to have this air of like I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, it, it seems kind of like everyone around him is kind of like 
good on you, son. You know what yeah. I mean? You're going to go... He's trying to prove something. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is... It's still fundamentally... It's not about him living up to this code. It's, it's about it, him looking like a knight. Exactly. Like, And I think that's worth... That's a good way to build into what happens next because, you know, he's given all of these knightly raiments and vestments. You know, the scene after that is him, you know, being given a shield and you mm-hmm. know, armor and a sword... And being blessed by the priest, I, I, one of the yeah, and I, knighted and everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's not. He's not knighted. Oh, he's not knighted. No, no he's you're right. blessed but not knighted. That's because right. Because when, when he, you know, the first sort of encounter he has on the road out is at this battlefield. Um, he runs into this sort of scavenger, you know, played mm-hmm. by Barry Keegan, who's this like you know guy who he's a character actor. He's pretty young, but he's great at playing a guy who's up to some shit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kind yeah. of like the other Keegan we know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's you know, this younger guy who um, you know, he talks about how you know he he was supposed to be at this battle, but his mom wouldn't let him go. But his brother died in it. And, yeah, you know, I think there's two brothers died. He's, yeah. he's like, I got two brothers out here somewhere. I haven't found him yet. Yeah, but he yeah. he seems like an orphan. You know, who's just kind of you know been orphaned by this you know brutal conflict. Yeah, and is just kind of you know living in the woods now as sort of a you know pint-sized marauder. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And but you know. He says to, you know, he's, he's sort of, he's talking with Gawain as Gawain's kind of riding along. And he calls Gawain a knight and Gawain doesn't correct him. You know, yeah. Gawain is happy to be credited as a knight, even though he isn't yet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, the kid gives Gawain um, directions to the Green Chapel. And Gawain just sort of says, thank you, and rides off. And the kid has to ask him several times for you know, a kindness for my help. You know, can you just give me a fucking coin, knight man? Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what a knight would do, you know? Yeah. Credit the people who help him. Um, yeah. And it's, I, I think that, you know, yeah. sort of sort of the knightly lesson that's contained in this sequence, because, you know, the marauder and his, his band of other pint-sized little scavengers, like, trap Gawain in the woods and take all his shit. Yeah. Um, and leave him for dead, basically. Is, you know, sort of, he's... Is it's about his arrogance, you know. I'm going to pretend to be a knight, but I also have none of the you know knightly skills. I don't yeah. live by the knightly code, you know. I'm not going to help those who help me. Yeah. You know, and I also am not capable of defending myself. So mm-hmm. it's, it's him, his arrogance, and the come up and see receives very quickly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just just immediately, just I I, I think we get said to him a lot in this movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically like you're not a knight. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, 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 and, and once he's on the ground and handcuffed by the the marauders, then he starts protesting. I'm not a knight. I'm not a knight. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. I'm not a knight. You yeah, know? exactly. But yeah. He, he was happy to be a knight when it felt like he looked good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But then the moment, yeah, he wanted he wanted the satisfaction of a job well done without having done anything. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Or with having, you know, like like you said, like like crediting the people that helped him. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like looking after. Uh, you know, right? The the less fortunate, like any any of those actually like chivalric um, duties, and of course, yeah, chances are for back back in the day, right? If some uppity peasant was like was like, aren't you gonna do anything for me? The knight might have just killed him. You know, yeah, but this this isn't set in back. In the day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is set in. The chivalric tale wherein the knight is supposed to be a knight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And and, and, like, and like I said, every challenge, every lesson he's presented with, just fucking it up. Yeah, I mean, the next sort of encounter that he has after, you know, losing his horse, losing yeah. his shield, losing his axe, lose, in, lose, losing the 
uh, the green garter that his mother gave him, his m- mother Morgan Le Fay, who mm-hmm. seems to have, you know, the implication is enchanted with uh, the invulnerability spell from the, um, the original tale. He loses all of it mm-hmm. and stumbles into this, you know, on, on this how like deserted house out in the woods that you know is um, haunted by this ghost of a, a woman whose head was cut off by a jealous lover. Same um, would have read. Yes, um, it, which is not a tale from the Arthuria, but is sort yeah. of based on an actual Welsh myth. Yeah. Of a woman yeah. who yeah. who was know, actually later canonized. Yes. Yeah. She she uh, spurned a man who made a pass at her. The, there are a couple different tellings. It was either she spurned her or she was going to go into a convent rather than marry him. And either way, he couldn't handle being rejected, cut off her head, threw the head in a hole. The hole turned into a, a spring that has healing properties. But yeah. anyway, um, Gawain stumbles onto this, you know, this magic spring and you know meets the ghost who says, I need you to retrieve my head from the bottom of the spring. Yeah. And he says, what will you give me? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Again, failing the test of like just exactly. doing a do- yeah. good deed to do the good deed. He's everyone knows you get a better reward. If you don't go ask. ask. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was so perfect because like, cause like, cause like he's about to like reach in right, right, right. And you're kind of like, Oh shit. He's just, He's just gonna okay. He's gonna do it, and then and then right before you, you see the thought exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "What will you give me for it?" And then her response is great because she just goes, "Why would you ask me that?" Yeah, yeah. You know, she, like, uh, Aaron Kellyman, who plays the ghost, is so good. Like, yeah. she's so dismissive of him. She, yeah. she clocks him for a piece of shit like immediately. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think she actually says, "You're not a knight." Yeah. You don't, what? Why would you ask? Yeah. What? I've asked you to get my head. At one point, she asks him, are you the one who cut off my head? Yeah. Which is like, it's like, no, but like, there's enough that rhymes with Mm -hmm. like, you know, just this, like he, you know, he, without knowing it's her bed, he takes to her bed without like, you know. Yeah. He tries to touch her at one point. She's like, don't do that. Yeah. You know. Why would you touch me? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's enough of like the selfish guy who just wants what he wants that like, you know, he's not the one who killed her, but like. It's it, the movie opens the doors yeah. like he could be that guy if he's not careful. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Give it like ten years. Like yeah. Yeah. Easily could be that man. Yeah. Yeah. No. And 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 you know and he goes and gets the head and I get you know and I guess he does. I mean I mean that's the thing. He's good at checking boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do it. Do well. He's okay at checking boxes. <laughs> but you know she returns his axe. She, yeah, she gives him the act, like the axe that you know he had won from the Green Knight that was then stolen by Barry Keegan. But yeah, none, none of the other stuff. He still doesn't have a horse. No, nope. still doesn't have the garter. No, nope. you know, he's you know he's but he's got a weapon at least. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what sort of weapon would you have if you were a knight back then? I feel like just a sword. You think? I don't. Know. I mean, I, I see the upside of just having a mace. It feels like kind of the easiest in a way. Yeah. You just, just beat. You don't have to worry yeah. too much about like yeah. aiming. Just exactly. Beat. Just yeah. beat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely not an axe. An axe, feel, a... axe feels too hard. Mm. You know. Yeah. It is. Hmm. It is tough. Well, you also got to think about what you're doing against armor too. You know what I mean? And a mace is good for that because it doesn't matter. You just beat in. Just beat someone in. I would like to think big, big, oh, big axe though is kind of nice. Big X is cool. Yeah, but like I f- like I feel like that's kind of the hardest to get right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 highest effort, but possibly highest reward. Because you hit someone with a big axe. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm not using, which always felt like trying way too hard to me is a flail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah on the chain. Yeah. No, what the? That's f- that's how you hit yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The only thing that you could. Uh, 
You, you know what? This is a terrible question for me to ask because, as you know, this is one of the things I'm just incredibly autistic about is melee weapons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, yeah, good for good for. I figured I'd give you a few minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the whole purpose of the play is is is, is you can wrap that around a sword or something like that and then yank it out mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But then yeah, but then actually striking a person with it that's difficult. And like you said, yeah, it's like nunchucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, right? sword good. But the problem with the sword is if you come up against any armor. Sword, great for unarmored people, which uh, is, is you know, occasionally some people on the battlefield, but also peasants, mm -hmm. right? That you would ride in their village and kill them you all. You can also sort of jam it in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get it in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also why you'd have a rondel dagger, which would also be good for that. Uh, uh, mace, mace or warhammer, very good, uh, very oft used uh, 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 by armored troops against other armored troops. Uh, any sort of lance or anything like that. I mean, a spear is obviously the best weapon, or, or at least one that you're going to get the most out of. Mm -hmm. But a spear is so boring. Who wants a spear? You want a spear? What, oh, a try hard motherfucker. Oh, a spear. It's like using a grenade launcher in COD. You know what I mean? You, mm -hmm. you, are, you fucking, uh, you call them a slur is what I'm saying. Anyway, but no, but no, I think for me, I'm, I'm going, you know what I maybe do? Maybe I do, if not, because Mace is definitely probably what I would, if I had to, and I was like, uh, 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 fuck, give me a Mace. Because also, do you really want to chop someone up? You know what I mean? Not really. Chopping someone up. I mean, let's also bashing someone with a mace. Sorry. My <laughs> point is, I think if I had to, maybe axe and shield, Viking style. Okay. Ooh, not there we bad. go. You yeah. got, you got, I knew we had to give you a few minutes on melee weapons. Exactly. Yeah. You've had your few minutes. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I feel I'm going to, I'm going to sit back and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> But, yeah, but it's so funny him with the, but even just him with this giant axe that is like that is like as big as he is as big as he is and like and like an axe like that like in order to wield that like 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 so like knights would train with uh, they had training swords which were heavier swords mm -hmm. right and they would train and they would go against a tree and they would chop basically to develop their muscles right and develop all the supporting muscles. Uh, basically so that they could when they had to use an actual sword right you know right they, they would train constantly right, and then you're, and you're you know taking a couple practice swings exactly, like that with a donut exactly yeah. exactly no 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 exact same thing right and, and and an axe like that that is a huge heavy axe and the only person that's going to be able to wield that effectively is someone like who's trained who's built like Ralph Innocen who plays the Green Knight exactly not, yeah <laughs> no no not that it is so funny seeing him the because it's just the like the axe is as big as he is exactly yeah, yeah no if he gets into any sort of combat situation he would honestly probably just be better off running yeah. you know what I mean yeah. he's not going to defeat he can't swing that goddamn thing. Yeah. Not effectively. He can maybe get one swing in, and you better hope you get him on the first one. Because yeah. you're not getting a second. Yeah. He's not getting a second. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, but it's it's from there that he, you know, after, you know, just kind of fucking around in the wilderness for a while and really, you know, almost dying of hypothermia. Yep. Um, yep. Then he actually finally arrives at the sort of, you know, what feels like an enchanted castle. Yeah. You know, kind of just... You know, and which again was sort of the—that's sort of the centerpiece of the original tale. Yeah, but it's only kind of like the last act of this movie. Yeah, 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 and I think, and I think, and 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 I think that they did a really good job with the casting because I forget who plays the Lord. It's Joel Edgerton. Okay, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, but then the lady is played by um, Alicia. V Alicia Vikander, who also plays Essel, his exactly. sexual girlfriend. Exactly. And he, she's you know again playing sort of a seductress from the opposite end of the class spectrum mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but um and it's you know they they have this the whole sort of game although it's you know it, it's less drawn out you know but, yeah um 
but also like I think really the centerpiece of this whole segment is there's a you know a moment where the the three of them and there's also this sort of old blindfolded woman who's yeah. never really explained. Nope. I've seen a few people like um, who's also in the castle. I've seen a few people interpret her as sort of you know an avatar of Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know because it's clear that like Morgan Le Fay, his mom is kind of been pulling the strings yeah doing some witch thing. shit yeah like she initially summons the green knights yeah um you see her doing so in, in the in the christmas scene it sort of intercuts between her doing this kind of pagan ritual to summon him and then you know the arrival of the actual knight yeah um and you know there are indications sort of throughout the journey that she's sort of watching over him the, the sort of talking fox that comes to accompany accompany him like she it speaks in her voice at one point like i I have read interpretations of this movie as you know um basically being about morgan lefay like sort of engineering a situation that gets gawain out of the house (laughs) (laughs) that it's basically it's basically just about a mom being like grow up uh, what are you doing you're my only son yeah which which is why she also gives him the uh, invulnerability guard. Yeah. So, like, you'll get out of the house, you'll do some nightly stuff, but, but you're also not going to die. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, I cannot leave you to your wills. You yeah. need a little help here. I, I know that um, there's a, a, a quote from David Lowry, the, the writer and director, who said that in the in the writing process of the, of the screenplay, one of the things that surprised him, is I'll, I'll just read the quote, is that it became a drama about a mother and son in a way that I hadn't intended. All of a sudden, I was writing about my own relationship with my mom and the fact that I had stayed and lived under her roof for longer than I should have. I had a failure to launch syndrome, and she eventually had to force me out. Yeah. Which kind of feels like what's happening here. Although, it's the way that a lot of the plot information in this movie is presented is very elliptical. Yeah. Like, honestly, the first time I watched the movie, because I had basically no familiarity with the tale, there was a lot of stuff I just didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I was like... I don't totally know what's happening here, but like the filmmaking itself was so powerful that I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll follow. I yeah. don't care. Like, Why not? If there are a couple plot details that like slip by me, I'm fine. Because part of the power of this kind of thing is that like you can kind of just be like, there's some magic shit happening. Yeah. And it's almost cooler and works with the tone of the movie if it is a little incomprehensible. Yeah. It kind of like the thing with the giants, like the fact that it feels so otherworldly, like gives it some power. That yeah. like the movie finds a way to use the fact that you're at sea a little bit. Like it, it it allows you to feel like you're encountering something that you're not supposed to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, 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 at the same time that this because you know, this guy has just been in Camelot his whole life. Like, he doesn't understand this. Yeah. You know? Like, he doesn't understand what any of this is. You know, I mean, he, like, I'm sure he's been taught the chivalric code, but he doesn't, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't understand it in a way that, like, an actual knight would. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? I mean, he, I mean, he, he works as a very good audience stand-in, I would say. Although, although also, he has that thing where, like, it is like a main character where you're just like, come on, man. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Like, don't ask her what you get. What are you doing? <laughs> but sorry. But just continuing a... with the way it uses Morgan Le Fay and and magic, like to, to sort of build towards the, you know, the, the whole game in the Enchanted Castle, which I think builds on this really well. But like, part of what you know people have interpreted the sort of ideological superstructure of the Arthuriad as being is sort of a 
about the conflict between Christianity and paganism. Yeah. That, you know, you have this sort of pagan figure in Morgan Le Fay being overcome and supplanted by, you know, the Christian figures of the Knights of the Round Table who are searching out the Holy Grail and all this shit. Yeah. And, like, it's a little complicated. You know, Merlin is kind of a pagan figure, too, but also, notably, in the original tales, kind of leaves pretty early on. Like, he's there for, like, the establishment of Arthur, but is not there for, like, everything after that. Yeah. Like, the the hunt for the Grail and all that happens, like, after Merlin has left. Yeah. He's brought to power by pagan forces, but those kind of leave, and the rest of his rule is about sort of supplanting and overcoming those. Yeah, which which is which is very much like kind of what happened. Like like yeah. like all of these all of these dynasties and all of these you know like 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 this whole feudal system mm-hmm. was all built upon like you know what was done during the pagan era, and yeah. then <laughs> and then having to you know do away with all that and be like no 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 no, no. we're Christian now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can read The Summoning of the Green Knight by Morgan Le Fay as being like, I'm going to ruin your Christmas celebration. Exactly. You took this shit from us. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. No, this this was all real and it worked and we were all having a great time. Yeah. And now we got to be Jesus people. Yeah, which also comes down to like a conflict between like nature and civilization. Yeah. That, you know, the um, all the sort of pagan forces are very closely associated with nature yeah. you know that that the green knight like in the original tale the green knight is like a dude in green armor yeah like maybe in some tell or like some interpretations might have like sort of green skin or something but yeah. it's like a guy yeah in a fella yeah in this he's an ent yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. he's a tree person yeah 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 yeah, and, yeah like part of and i particularly with the green knight but i think this is true of the, the whole movie like the sound design does so much work to like sell that like to, and, and sort of generally to make the movie feel so otherworldly, but like the way he moves, like the way that they make the sound of it is like trees Tree. crackling yeah, in exactly. like a high wind or something. Yeah, it's really, it's really good stuff. Oh no! Oh no! It's it's it, it's incredible. No, it really does feel like this. Like because it makes kind of like what they have in Camelot feel like this. Like basically like outpost. Yeah, you know what I mean. So right, right, right. This outpost of like. What, what, like, we even today would recognize as, like, civilization. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Right? And, 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 but completely surrounded by this other world of, like, yeah, of, mean, of magic and nature. As soon as Gawain first leaves the, uh, yeah, um, the castle, like, he's out on this desolate heath. Oh, feel, yeah. It feels like, like, again, like, in part of, like, just this movie making so much out of a, such a limited budget, just great, like, production location scouting. Like, it's all filmed in Ireland, but, like, beautiful, desolate heath that looks like something from another planet. Yeah. You know, the moment he steps out of the gates. And, yeah. But also, notably, one of the first thing he, you know, sort of passes by on his journey out is these men, you know, cutting down a forest. You know, yeah. that, like, the progress of civilization is very closely tied to the destruction or at least sort of mastery over nature exactly um which brings us to the back to the sort of you know not explicitly enchanted but feels very enchanted castle like he literally like stumbles upon it in the woods it's a place where a castle should not be yeah it's inhabited only by these three people there are no servants no serfs no 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 yeah no no yeah A, a castle has a very specific reason for existing right and this seemingly has none. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sort of the, the centerpiece of that whole sequence is this conversation 
Um, the three of them, Gawain, the Lord, and the Lady, and also, you know, the weird old lady blindfolded who might yeah. be Morgan Le Fay, who knows. But God knows. This conversation they had this one night where... I don't even really remember how it starts, but it you know it sort of be um, it, it it progresses into the Lord talking about you know the value of a home and that you know it's it's this this space of you know sort of control and order you know it's plumb and true and it keeps out the madness of the outside world, which is really just you know sort of setting up the lady giving this kind of bravura monologue about um, it's it's framed as like what the color green means, which is that it's, you know, it's the color of nature and growth and, um, and life, but also of rot yeah. and decay. And that, you know, when all of our, and contrasting it was with the color red, which is the color of passion and ardor and that, you know, um, red will have its day, you know, um, and, you know, sort of directing, this kind of at Gawain of, you know, all of your sexual desires and all of your passions for, um, for anything, you know, for, for man, for manliness, for masculinity, for honor, for all of your human things, for fame and honor and gold and coin and love and sex, like all of that will fade yeah. and it will be consumed by, by the green, green. you know, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Green. And then, this is again, one of the many things this movie has going on is, I mean, it's a movie about a guy going to face his death. It's very focused on mortality. Yeah. But also in this way that's like there is no real death. There's your death. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in the in the forest when um, uh, Gawain is first sort of tied up by the scavengers, there's this moment where he hallucinates himself as a skeleton rotting in the forest. Yeah, um, yeah. Being overcome by grain. Yes. Basically being overgrown. Yeah. 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 But that, you know, no matter... All of your, basically everything that you can build, you as an individual, but also as a society, all civilization will eventually crumble away and something else will replace it. Mm -hmm. it, It's cyclical and you can't beat nature only for a moment. You can master it for now, but it always wins in the end. Yeah. You know, worms will eat you one day. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This, yeah, there's a song I really love and there's a line from it that goes, the same worms that that'll eat me will someday eat you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's like, yeah, no, it's like, none of us escape that. You know what I mean? doesn't matter who you are. Right. And, 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 and like you said, like, I mean, like, you know, Mark's talked about like, uh, at one point, like, 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 like during feudal society, like people were like, no, it's just going to be this forever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. You know, like, like people could know, uh, like, like, like greater see like the fall of like you know of like uh, of of the aristocracy or the kings or mm-hmm. the czar or whatever than they could like the sun falling out of the sky. Right. You know what I mean, right? And and it's the same thing over and over and over again. You know, we just kind of, you know, human beings kind of get so focused on the here and now that we fail to like see it. it's like no, this is all going to crumble one day. None of this it lasts forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We will crumble one day. And but yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, but you know, but but. A guy like Gawain is just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. I need to be a knight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I need to be a knight so I can prove to my mommy and I can prove to my uncle, yeah. right, that I'm that that, that I can be king and that and, and then everyone will like me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Then any of that other like shit that she's saying, like he's just kind of like, damn. Well, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? It, it, it clearly, I I, I don't know. It, it felt to me like this is just going like like right over. He's just like, all right. <laughs> 
All right, what do you, what do you want me to say to that? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the movie is again, as you pointed out, like full of instances of people being like, "Bro, your quest is bullshit." Yeah. Like even the Lord says something to him, something yeah. to him to that effect. Yeah. Uh, Just is, stay here. Yeah. 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 The fox says that to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, just like, what are you doing? You're going to die. Yeah, and like right before he, you know, goes to the green chapel to face the green knight, the fox stops him and is like, you know, a wise man would happily go home and hide his shame and just build a life. Yeah. Know? This your knightly value, your your knightly worth is not worth your life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is so funny because like to contrast that with like, because like, all of those messages should reach a guy like Gollum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That should be he should be like, yeah, I can just go home and get tanked and fuck that you know right right and fuck my like sex worker girlfriend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah, I can just keep doing that. Who's gonna stop me? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be king. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? I can just do that. But like. It, it's so funny because like every because like he just keeps being like no I can't do that you know what I mean but not in that way of like of like of like I am a knight I am a it's man not, of integrity it's not honor that's motivating him it's shame exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah and it's and it's so funny because I mean so so should we talk about what happens at the Green Chapel. I think, well, I think before that we need to talk about the cum shot. Oh my god, how can I forget? Because <laughs> this, this, this is a movie with a cum shot. This is a movie with a cum shot. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, the uh, what finally motivates him to get out of the Lord and Lady's castle is the lady corners him in bed one day and, you know, offers him a replacement green garter, mm-hmm. um, you know, that will protect him from harm. And buddy, you're going to need that if you're facing down the green knight. Yes, sir. But it's very explicitly tied to, like, his sexual, like his, he's seduced in the scene. Like it's, you know, she's giving it to him, but she's also like giving him a hand job at the same time. Yeah. And it's very clear that like accepting this is also like failing as a knight, that it's dishonorable to take this. And, you know, he's not playing the game fairly, you know, he's, He's both given into he's given into temptation in multiple respects. Exactly. And, you know the the scene culminates. And you can't and you can't separate those. Yeah. You can't separate those. Yeah. You're given to temptation. That's giving you the temptation. Yeah. You're not a knight. Exactly. Like if you if you cheat at this game, you're not a knight. If yeah. you fuck this woman, you're not a knight. Exactly. You know? And so, you know the the and the scene ends with you know him coming on the garter. Yeah. <laughs> like just. That's some potent symbolism. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that I was not expecting to no, see that. No, no. no, I thought it was just gonna be he kind of makes vinegar stroke faces and then that's kind of it. But no, no, you see him. Fu- I mean, you don't see it come out of his dick, but no, you see you see rope glistening on the rope. Exactly, exactly. And then she says the line of the movie, "You're not a knight." Yeah, yeah. She says, "You're not a knight." Yeah, you're not a knight. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But he still takes the garter. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. Because at that point, he's not a knight. He's not. Yeah. No, he's just a scared like 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 man child, mm-hmm. right? With failure to launch syndrome, who's just like, I just gotta do this thing, and then yeah. everyone will like leave me alone about how much of a fucking loser I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then respect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. No different than me when I was like that age being like, I'm going to join the military and then everyone will respect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not even really like any that many people are giving him shit. No. It's all internalized shame. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When I was going through that, like, yeah, like, I was, I mean, I was getting some shit. But not like, <laughs> not like that much. It was just kind of like, just kind of like, really? You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go. I'm going to go be a Marine, and then you yeah. won't be able to say really to me. Yeah. And then I couldn't even do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, you know, right? And and and, and it is, I don't know, man. It, it's, 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 I mean, him coming on the garter is yeah. just so perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. Okay, well, and then I was like, how did you watch come out of something then? And I was like, oh, you did it. You did it. <laughs> it's just on there That's now. That's what gives it its power. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Which is also a very pagan thing, because I know oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, again, there's some symbolism. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Welcome. But, um, and, but from there, you know, he he sets out to the Green Chapel. As, as he does, he briefly encounters the Lord. Yeah. And they do have the moment where, like, you know, he... Um, yeah, from which is again something that's lifted out of the original poem, but like really recontextualized here. Um, where you know, in the original poem, he's got to give the Lord a kiss each day because he's gotten one from yeah, that's what he's won. Yeah, but um, in in the film, it's the Lord saying, "I believe you've forgotten to give me something," and Joel Edgerton reaches down and very tenderly gives him a kiss, and it like it's one of those things that like people have debated how homoerotic the original poem is supposed to be because like clearly there's some stuff going on there but like who knows like we don't really fully understand the attitudes towards towards homosexuality in the 13th and 14th centuries yeah it's open to debate yeah yeah but like this is played as some sexy shit like it's gay as fuck Yeah. yeah 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 it's not it's not like it's not just like it's not like two guys kissing each other as like a joke or something like no. that. This is a kiss. Yeah. 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 This is like a kiss. Like if you kissed a woman like that, it's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 This. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah this yeah. is, this isn't the kiss that Joseph Gordon-Levitt gives Elliot Page in Inception. No. No. It's like, no. Two people with no interest in each other being like, I guess we have to. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess we're doing this right now. Yeah. No, this is, no, this is a tender, loving kiss. And then he's like, miss me with that gay shit. And then and, and leave. Well, I mean, he's, yeah. it's it's ambiguous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he is like, I gotta go. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. clearly like, had a moment. And like, yeah. he's he's having some feelings that he exactly. doesn't totally know what to do with. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like, fuck, I am not a knight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I have no idea. I'm confused. I'm going to go die. I'm going to go die. That'll be better. That'll be better. Yeah. Um, but then he goes and dies. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else of note that happens. Exactly. No, not one other thing. No. But no. Um, he goes to the Green Chapel. You know, he's told by the fox, don't do it. You know, but he does it anyway. Um and you know he sort of has to sit and wait in the green chapel and like of of like all of the many many like incredible looking things in the movie like the green chapel is up there like, mm-hmm. just the way it's lit like it's oh it's, yeah you know it's it's a chapel like overcome with vines yeah. but like bathed in this like golden light yes it's, it's really yeah yeah it's, it's some good stuff yeah it's like one of those things that like if you found it out in the wild you'd be like Oh it damn! Would, every Instagram is yes, that's an favorite place. place. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that one fucking uh, there's that one like, 
all the Russian ones all go to there's there's this so like, like the, the the like very blue lake that's yeah. like very blue because it's like a chemical dump site. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's so funny. But no, but no, but it is like it is this like beautiful thing out in the woods, like 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 an example of like you know something man built that has been overrun by nature. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? You know. And when he goes, the Green Knight is sleeping, and there's this moment where you're looking at the face of the Green Knight, and it's very subtle. Like I didn't even really catch it the first time I saw it, and barely the second time. But mm. like I've I, I saw a whole interview where David Lowry described it, so it's it's in there. It's just hard to catch, but where. You know, he was told, uh, Gawain was told earlier by St. Winifred that the Green Knight was someone that he knows. And again, in the original tale, it's the Lord being controlled by Morgana. Or Morgana. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a moment when he's sitting there in the Green Chapel watching the knight sleep where the face sort of shuttle, subtly diff, digitally changes a couple times. Where apparently it runs through basically all of the characters in the movie. Hmm. Where it shows Morgan and the Lord, and I think maybe even Arthur, but I, again, I could barely catch it. But like oh, apparently, I, I apparently it. it's in there. But yeah, I thought you were gonna say he was awake and he was just missing. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Damn, I've forgotten. Winifred said that. <laughs> Does Winifred play? She doesn't play the woman in. Well, no, we'll get. To that. She, she doesn't, but they're. She's styled to look very okay. much like Winifred. But, no. um, which I, I don't even totally understand why the implications of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are. But I, you can pull out a couple, but we'll get into that. Okay. But, yeah. But anyway, so he, you know, finally the Green Knight wakes up and is like, it's time, buddy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gawain sort of reluctantly and fearfully takes his knees, ready to receive his blow, still wearing the garter, notably. Um, you know, the knight goes to like wind up and chop off his head with the axe, and Gawain flinches. And like, no, 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 yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, And the knight's like, why'd you flinch? Yeah. Which is very funny. Yeah. But, but, but I, I love the, um, the sort of very, just sort of the matter of fact nature of yeah. the knight. Where there's like, I'm just, you know, it's just death, man. Yeah. It, again, sort of tying back into that idea that, you know, we all die and we're yeah. all replaced by something. We're all yeah. warm food and, you know, green things will grow out of it. And the the Green Knight's attitude, without explicitly saying that, the, just the way he talks really seems to embody that. You know, there's yeah. this moment, I don't remember exactly where in the sequence it comes, but Gawain sort of desperately asks him, like, is this all there is? And very dryly, the Green Knight just says, what else ought there be? Yeah. 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 Like that. And Gawain doesn't have a fucking answer for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, I didn't think it would go like this. I yeah. thought my life would be special somehow. But... Yeah. And, and, and he's like, why? Yeah. 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 Why, why should it? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and then from there, you know, again, Gawain takes his knees in front of the knight, like just hyperventilating, like, not happy about this. Green Knight winds up, and Gawain bolts. Yeah. Which begins this whole long wordless sequence where we see the next years of Gawain's life. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and basically what the movie's doing is it does the uh, Last Temptation of Christ ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of Martin Scorsese's very controversial movie about G- the life of Jesus that got him. Never saw it. Um, it's very good. Um, Martin Scorsese making a movie about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some good stuff out I'm of it. I'm sure you do. A man who has, you know, the the most famously torturous relationships to Catholicism. I was going to say. A pretty good movie about Jesus. I was going to say. I'm sure he has some feelings. Yes, but a movie that, um, you know, got Martin Scorsese, like, the Salman Rushdie treatment. Like, <laughs> by, 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 like, Phil Donahue and everything. 
I don't know specifically who, but he got like death threats. There were bomb threats called called into screenings of it. Like, um, but I think it is a very earnestly Christian movie. Just there are a lot of people who won't take any kind of anything that's not pure doctrinaire yeah. as anti-Christian. When I, I think it's it's honestly one of the most like interesting and um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? But like cool. considerate approach, uh, appreciations of Jesus as a like as someone who was at least partially a man possible that ultimately I think does. Um, believe in at least the message of like the sort of central message of what his life is supposed to be where it's this depiction of jesus who's you know he's a little bit gawain um, yeah where he's not he, not as much as a fuck up but like very very ex- like explicitly frames him as a man like, yeah he's also divine but he's also a man yeah who's like insecure and like not totally sure of himself yeah and, like, has real doubts and the, the very famous ending of the movie um, is that he's up on the cross and, you know, is sort of tempted into, like, but give, gives into his temptation, says, God, please spare me from this. And the ending of the movie is then watching him, you know, come down off the cross and live his life as a man. You know, marries Mary Magdalene, raises a family, you know, sort of goes about his life living, you know, as a man and just having an ordinary good decent life but then at the end of this end of the sequence you know jerusalem is under siege and everyone's about to die and in that moment he's like ah fuck and again begs god like please i actually do want to be the savior of humanity please allow me to do that and then sort of the movie cuts back to him on the cross and him dying and it's you know sort of this this thing that presents an alternate possibility for jesus but also ultimately is like the story would mean less if that's what yeah. you But, you know, there are a lot of people who are like, can't do that, can't do no, that. No, 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 no. no, no you're no. going to die. But that, which is so funny because literally in the fucking garden before he's crucified, right. he's like, I mean, there has to be another way, right? right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really. I, mean, yeah. I don't have to get crucified, right? Yeah. Like, like, that is part of the fucking doctrine. Is that yeah. like he was afraid to be crucified? Right. What are you doing? Yeah, literally. Uh, uh, Father, why have you forsaken me? Right. Like, what are you? <clears throat> come on. Right, but we essentially you get that ending for the Green Knight, where yeah. you see what turns out to basically be a fantasy that um, yeah. um, Gawain is having of what his life would be if he did flee, if he did go home and live, if, yeah. he, cho- if he chose life. Yeah, um, if he if he basically tried to be Arthur without any of the things that make Arthur Arthur. Right, you know, what I mean? because Arthur, for whatever failings he has, lives to the chivalric code. Yeah, you know, and I mean? you know, earns his title as king again. Through bloodshed and conquest, yeah, but puts in the work. Yes, exactly. Whereas you know, in in Gawain's fantasy of what his life would be if he did not adhere to this code, he goes home. You know, I think I think it's worth noting that the only character from the movie that he passes by on his journey home is this Barry Keegan scavenger, yeah. because that that sort of feels like who Gawain would be without that kind of code. At exactly. least that's what he's telling himself. You know, I would just be this purely mercenary person who's just interested in whatever momentary advantage he can get. Yeah, but honestly, not even because Barry Keegan's character is at least somewhat competent as, as, a, as, a, as a marauding <laughs> criminal. You know what I mean? So he, he goes home. You know, he's welcomed back, you know, into the... Yeah. And it's, it's all wordless. This all just plays out as a, a series of images. Um, but he, he goes home. He, uh, you know, he's welcomed back. He's knighted. He's knighted. He, he makes love to Essel, you know. But he's then, you know, um, Arthur and Guinevere pass away, and he's made king. 
and a king cannot have a sex worker as his bride. Yeah, so exactly. He he and his guards they rip the child from Essel's bosom and just sort of leave her to fuck off basically and take the child. He's crowned. He he marries you know some you know princess, someone with you know status and a title who's made to look you know she's styled very similarly to Saint Winifred. It's not yeah. the same actress, but very, very clearly rhymes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would double take. You'd be yeah. like, yeah. Uh, no, I did have to look it up. I was like, is yeah, that, me too. Is that Aaron Diamond? It's not. But like, yeah. and I think it, I, I've never been totally sure what the sort of thematic relevance of that was, but I think you could see it as maybe, um, you know, he's there being something between the sort of the shame of being someone who. Um, you know, has this bastard child that he just, you know, ignores the mother of. Um, yeah. Uh, and just marries someone for pure prestige and title. And yeah. the shame of being someone who would chop off the head of someone who would reject yeah. you. You know, there's exactly. some sort of rhyme there. But yeah. I don't totally know how to tie it together cleanly. But, you know, there's, there's something that rhymes. There. Absolutely. But anyway, you know, he's king. He's, you know, he, he's an ambitious king who tries to extend his domains. You know, he goes to war, but, it, you know, but the wars don't go well. You know, his son is killed in battle. And, you know, when he returns after this defeat, you know, he sees Essel and a crowd of people um, looking at him with just utter disdain. You know, you can tell that, like, the shame that he, he's carried with him throughout his whole life is still internalized, like, and externalized. Like, his people hate him. Like, as he's looking at uh, Essel with just despair, like, someone throws shit at him. Yeah. And you, you don't see it, but you can hear in the background, like, guards, like... You see, Killing the yeah, person. Yeah, you hear a sword unsheathed. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and this ends with him, you know, um, in his castle keep, um, him and his wife just sitting there with complete despair, and you hear someone, you know, banging on the doors of the uh, the keep. Yeah. Someone is trying to get in. You don't know if it's, you know, the army that he's lost to, or if his subjects are in revolt, or maybe even the Green Knight has come to exact his, you know... Yeah. His, you know, his reward. His, his due. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you see, and I think, and I think very attractively, you see, like... Soldiers, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see like his guards and like the other knights, like kind of basically running to like go try to block the door. You yeah. know, like, like these but, actual men of the, these actual men at arms. These actual, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. But he's just sitting there waiting exactly. for death to come. Exactly. And, like, yeah. The last the last moment of it is him. You know, he's had the the garter with him the whole time. He removes the garter and his head falls off. Yeah. And that's when it cuts back to the. Green yeah, my shepherd. kids didn't like that part. You you watch this with your kids? I watched like the last thirty minutes with my kids. <laughs> Like a dad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just no comment. Um, <laughs> but um, but then we cut back to the Green Chapel and realize this has been um, Gawain sort of imagining again what his life would be if he did not live up to his yeah. task here. Um, and he does the first nightly thing he's done in this entire movie. And that's again, like again, I think it's it's ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like, because what he does is you know he. After after sort of accepting that this is this is what would happen if I don't follow through on this, mm-hmm. takes his place. He kneels back down. The Green Knight winds up to swing. And for the last time, Gawain says, "Wait," and then removes the garter. You know his cloak of in, invulnerability. Yeah, and says, "Now I'm ready." And the last moment of the film is the Green Knight's sort of almost giving him a look of newfound respect. Yeah, but then saying, "All right, off with your head." 
Yeah. And then cut to black. Um, yeah. And I think there are a few different things that are ambiguous there. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. 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 Most of all, like, I mean, there's obviously, like, does Gawain die? Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows? Um, but also just, is this a moment of triumph? You know? Yeah. Because... I, and I, 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 again, I read an interview with David Lowry where he seemed to think it was mm. that you know he has, um, you know, Gawain has, like you said, done something with integrity. Finally, mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's truth in that. Like he's finally done something that is not to his, you know, to his own service. You know, he's doing something intentionally self-sacrificial, which he's yeah. never done up until no. that point. No, and there is a victory in that, but it also come like. Is this, does that come at the cost of him basically selling himself on some bullshit? Yeah. You know, is, are those his only alternatives to either be the evil king or be dead? Yeah. Is there a middle way that he's, you know, ignoring because he he's so hyper focused on on this code? Yeah. That is, again, built on brutality and exploitation and deforestation and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not, it is not like a code of pure moral goodness and honor. It is a code, it is a code of, uh, first off, to basically, you know, keep this caste system in place, right? And keep the subjugation of the majority of the people, of course, Mm -hmm. right? But also, you know, to basically make these, um, you know, killers feel a little better about themselves right you know what i mean right kind of like, i mean kind of like what we do you know what i mean yeah. right you know right you know hey you killed a whole bunch of people here's a little here, here's a ribbon with a little bit of uh, a little bit of metal at the end yeah good which says good job doing that thing that like if you did in any other context in our society we'd be we would we would kill you right. for it you know what i mean we right would, we, you would be rightfully ostracized mm-hmm. but in this context because we need you to do it in this context good on you you know Right, and I mean, even that's complicated because, like, as I don't know, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do a lot of the things people get ribbons for, even if they do involve mass murder a lot of the time. I like, could. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I like, know what you mean. There is, there is valor. Yeah. In, like yeah. There's something there, even if some like, I don't know, like. You can be valorous and still be in service of something evil. Of course. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Like, they're legit. Like, like, I think a lot about, like, about, like, the, the, the German soldiers that defended Berlin. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and that, like, earnestly defended Berlin. Mm-hmm. When you're like, the war is over, man. Yeah. Like, and they're all, like, 14 or 65. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are a million really mad Soviets yeah. that are right there. You know what I mean? Like, you're not winning, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, fighting to the very... Like, yeah, they're in service of maybe the greatest evil of the 20th century. Uh, you know what I'll say? Probably the greatest evil of the 20th century. But they're in pole position. Exactly, exactly. But, like, but like that was legitimately valorous, what they did. Like, yeah. I don't think that you could argue against that. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm happy they lost. Right. But, you know, but, like, but, but like yeah. no, But, but so, I, mean, I mean, so there is something there. So, like, I don't think you can totally shit on this thing and being like it's dumb but at the same time it also is dumb you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like yeah like like because because in the arthurian legend he doesn't remove the garter and he learns a lesson anyway yeah you know what i mean here he's just like not kill me i'd yeah. rather I, I i would rather die than people think i'm a wimp or yeah. something like that right or people right because if i die then people will forever talk about me as like 
He did. He he was a man right. of integrity and honor, completely ignoring everything else he's done up to that point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that was my big fucking hope. Was I was like like when I wanted to join the military, I was like if I go, I was like oh my god, if I get killed in battle, no one can say anything bad about me ever again. <laughs> right. Like what? A, like like I was like I can't lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then luckily, thank God I was too much of an idiot and I got drunk the night before and didn't make it to, like, signing the papers. So There you go. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> so thank God. But, yeah, yeah no, but, like, it, it, it is, I don't know. It, 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 I, mean, I mean, I think it, it's kind of funny. It's like whether or not he dies kind of at the end of it is kind of, like, the least important question. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah, it's more, what did this all mean? Yeah. Because also, if he dies, like, the only thing that's really kind of important is if he dies, well, well, he was the only heir to Camelot. You know <laughs> what I mean? What What happens? Uh, I don't know, but that, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, there's a reason it's called the Mordor Arthur. Yeah. He doesn't end up well for him. Yeah. 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 What's like, it called? He defeats Morgan Le Fay. I've seen Excalibur. Yeah. French win. <laughs> that's all I care about. Okay. All right. What's it called? But yeah, I mean, I think the uh, like the good ending for him is how whatever he needs to do to get there is he goes home and just has a life with Essel. Yeah. You know, but I don't, but like I don't know if that is an option that is available to him. Like not not that it's impossible, but it might be impossible for him. For him, he like, doesn't have enough humility. Who he is in this social context, like I don't know if he's capable of navigating that. Like maybe yeah. someday, but like. You know, I don't, he's that chance, like, he doesn't have a someday. He's got right now, you know? What? I just, I glanced at my phone for a second. We went out last night and did Korean barbecue. And I glanced at my phone for a second and it's just Mike just texted, I woke up in a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Um, yeah, no, no. And, and that's the thing is that, like, he's going to be king. That's part of the good. That's one of the good things about being king. You can do whatever you want. You're the king. I mean, right? And the only thing that stops you is but kind I, of like. I think I, I also say the one. I think the good ending is him also not ending up king. Yes. Oh, absolutely. No, he would be a terrible king. Yeah, he would be the worst king. But I mean, maybe. But like, I think one of the other sort of think, figures of English literary history that he really rhymes with is Prince Hal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sort of. You know, from yeah. Shakespeare's um, Henry the Fourth, Henry the Fifth cycle, where yeah. you have this, you know, this prince who will eventually be Henry the Fifth and lead yeah. lead England to one of you know the its greatest military victories over its greatest, at least at that time, military yeah. rival, the French at Agincourt mm-hmm. in Henry the Fifth. But there's sort of two plays earlier in the cycle in Henry the Fourth, parts one and two, where he's just the son of the king and like a prototypical fail son. Exactly. Like the whole plays are about him just. Hanging out with Falstaff, like getting drunk, fucking whores, and like committing low-level larceny. Yeah. Until eventually, his father dies, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm king now. I gotta be real." Yeah. You yeah. Know? But then he does that. Right. Yeah. And that's the difference between him and God. When 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 when, he, when Prince Hal is thrust into a position where, mm-hmm. oh my God, England is counting on me. Right. You know what I mean? He pulls his shit together. Mm-hmm. Right. And he becomes. And he becomes. Henry V. Yeah. Right? He's no longer Hal. He's Henry V. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think... I, and, what, and those plays also kind of question a little bit, like, 
how much is any of this worth it? Because one of, one of my favorite scenes in all of Shakespeare is the scene in Henry V where right on the eve of Agincourt, Henry goes, you know, in disguise amongst the soldiers and just yeah. kind of talks to them about, you know, not as the king, but just as someone they think is another commoner. Like, what do you think of all that, about all this? And kind of gets into this argument with another soldier who's like, what the fuck do I care whether or not England or France controls Agincourt? Yeah. I'm a farmer. That has nothing to fucking do with me. I'm going to die over this shit. Yeah. And Henry doesn't really have a good answer other than for the glory of England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, but it's kind of like, but it's kind of like, that's. But, but, and, and, and I think, like, you know, that character, like, yeah, while raising that up, the character doesn't deserve, the character's just like, no, it's just, but that's what we do. I mean, yeah. this sucks, but, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I could die on the field of battle, or I could die by the hangman for deserting. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I might as well try to, you know, maybe get a little bit of gold out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You know what I mean, right? And, 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 and but it is, that, that, I, I, so much. <laughs> God, have you seen the one with Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, so good, so fucking good. What's this? Ian Holm is a uh, fucking not pistol. Fucking um, who is he? Uh, Flewellen. Oh my God, yeah. the Welsh guy. Come on. Oh, you know, I uh, I got my, this ties back into a previous episode. I got a uh, you know, my parents both really like Shakespeare, and yeah. you know, like like every so often, like you know, for like Christmas or birthday, I get them like play tickets, but. You know, this year, obviously, like, the last couple of years, I haven't been able to do that because there aren't any plays. But, yeah. like, uh, the Globe has, like, an online database of, like, recorded plays they've done. And so I got them recordings of the whole, like, Henry V cycle. And uh, in Henry the Fourth and V, um, Falstaff is played. And, like, I know when we talked about this, we were like, this dude must be some, like, legend of the English stage. But Falstaff is played by Roger Ellum, the guy who played Royalton in Speed Racer. <laughs> And yeah. is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He's so fucking good. Like, the only two things I've seen him in, Speed Racer and as a Falstaff. But, like, immediately, like, the moment, like, the first line, I was like, yep, that was yep. right. Yep, there you dude go. Dude is a legend of the English stage. <laughs> good for royalty. Yes. Yeah. That fucking rocks. Yeah. God damn. God, you know, it's so funny. Why don't we read that shit in fucking... Like, wait, wait, what do I... Wait, I'm trying to think of all that. Wait, 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 wait. You give us Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet. What the fuck else do we read? Well, you probably read all the ones. I don't but know. I mean... They probably had you read more than they had me read. I mean, oh, in, like... Fifth grade, they had us put on Macbeth, That's which is the weirdest play to give to children. Children, like, yeah. I I was my my like I was I'm, was not a particularly good actor, so I got one of the lo- lower level roles. My my character name was literally just like assassin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. I had like w- two lines that were like, "Hey, there's the guy, and let's kill him." Yes. <laughs> perfect. And then pretended to murder my friend. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Great. Like, all you wanted. Yeah. All yeah, you yeah, wanted, yeah. Ted. No, I remember we read Macbeth in tenth grade, and and, I, and even. Then we were just kind of like, yeah, this is a hmm, but yeah, but no, but but I really they, they need to ditch Romeo and Juliet because honestly, not that good. What's it called? I mean, it's fine, but I think there, there are interesting ways to approach it. Like, I had a like a, a Shakespeare English class in college that was like specifically focused on his revenge plays, mm-hmm. and like they put Romeo and Juliet in there in, in that context, and it was, it was interesting to approach it like yeah. that, but it's hard to get around that, like. Romeo and Juliet themselves are two of the most boring characters in all of Shakespeare. Yes, exactly. Like, all of the supporting characters oh, are great. great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. No, 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 no. All the other, no, no. But, but like that whole thing between Romeo and Juliet, like I just remember just being like, 
Yeah, I'm in like ninth grade. I yeah, yeah I get it. I know how I feel about women is stupid. I'm yeah. not that dumb. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I just fucking if they had had us read Henry V, yeah. I feel like I would have been a lot more engaged in yeah. that class. Or Titus Andronics. That one is that one is. Ooh, I actually haven't read Titus Andronics. It involves uh, cannibalism. Okay, okay. Yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think the last play I read, or no, it wasn't the last one, but. Uh, 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 I was like to tell a story. Uh, I rented um, uh, a Diary of Anne Frank, mm-hmm. right? The book, and I started reading it, and I was just like, "Why the Why did bitch put all the stage directions in her diary?" And then I realized about halfway through. <laughs> 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 So I just I just returned it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think on that note we've we've said all there is to say. Yeah, I uh, called I called Anne Frank a bitch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> David Lowry's that. the Green Knight. Anyway, yeah. let's take a brief break and then we'll come back to talk uh, space change. Yes. about this for longer than we talked about. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But yeah. I think there legitimately is a little bit of context to give for this. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, we should actually intro it. Yes. So we're now going to discuss from the falling far, far, far from the heights of the Green Knight to the, the depths of hell to discuss uh, Warner Brothers Space Jam, A New Legacy from also 2021, directed by Malcolm D. Lee. Oh, the Malcolm D. Lee? He's actually he's actually made some okay movies. Um, I haven't seen... I think the only one I've seen was Girl Strip, which is like an okay, like, kind of raunchy comedy. But, you know, it was pretty good. Hmm. The greatest movie ever made or anything. But, like, it, we were on, like, a pretty star... Like, there just aren't a lot of comedies anymore. Yeah, that's true. So it was, just, it was nice to get one that was, like, competently executed. With, like, a bunch of, like, people who don't normally get to, like, headline, like, big movies. Like, like who are we talking? Like, uh... I don't want to fuck this up. It was one of the Regina's, either Hall or uh, King. Let me look it up real quick. Oh, you see her son just died today? What? Regina King's son died today. Mm, that's that's no good. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Regina. Yeah. I just put, put in Girls King. All right. <laughs> yeah, Girls Trip. Okay. Um, yeah, Regina Hall. Okay. Yeah. Well, which one's so, Regina Hall? She's the one that's in Girl Strip. She was. She's the one in the scary movie movies. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. Get, like is like you know. They're, they're, she's a good comedic actress. Yeah, but those also movies where like a bunch of like talented people like kind of got like, you know, like, um, they should be doing a little better than that. Like, yeah. uh, fuck, what's the, 
the blonde woman's name. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Like she's actually she's pretty funny. Like she's, yeah. But she never really got like much of a career. Out, no. Like, a bunch of like a few bad romantic comedies and like scary movie. Like yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. She's good in scary movie, but like I mean, no, she's a good actress. Regina yeah. Hall's a good actress, but but yeah, yeah, they're in that cast of like of like I would say their bread and butter was like comedic actress women. Who just like kind of were like, all right, yeah, it's two thousand eight now. Goodbye. Yeah, the the industry has never really taken a whole lot of interest in funny women. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely not. No. Anyway, that's just to say this is a really bad movie for Malcolm D. Lee, but like he's a guy who's made some okay stuff. No. Apparently, from what I've heard, has zero interest in the Looney Tunes. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Which you can feel here. But anyway, what I was trying to build to was roll that trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. We should have had Tarantino do it. Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was an awful noise. Just give me one second. Pause. Hey, you we... legitimately cringe. Stop. Just pause for one moment. Stop laughing. You can do it. Yep. Take a breath. Zen. All right. Roll the trailer. Damn it. Roll the trailer. Got it! Basketball camp is next weekend. You got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. That's not what I want, Dad. You never let me do what I want to do. You never let me just do me. Hold up, wrong floor. Bet Will Smith ain't got to deal with this. What in the Matrix hell? Welcome to the space. The space. The space. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. Cartoon? What's up, Doc? I need to assemble an elite team to help give my son back. I know what you're looking for. A dream team. Man, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? King James. Welcome to the Space Jam. Introducing the Goon Squad. You gotta win this game. Let's end this. Got you, Kron. And get our son back. <laughs> Classic. Welcome to the space camp. I'm going old school on his butt. 
Space Jam. All right, ha, ah, there we go. All yeah. right, we did it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I can burp during Space Jam. I don't have to give this any sort of fucking... Yeah, this, this movie sucks. This movie's so bad. Like, okay, okay, okay. So, so... So 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 we're early '90s babies, and and you know, and and did 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 you see the original Space Jam around the time it came out? Yeah, I watched it a bunch of times. Yeah, me too. It is a movie that I I have nostalgia for. Absolutely. Let me say this: the original Space Jam, also bad. Yes, yes, yeah. Also bad. Not a good movie. Like no. I remember like when this movie came out, talking to like a few people I respect and people who are like a few years older than me too. So it was a little weird they had this level of nostalgia for, but being like. We need to like. They were talking about how they they needed to like rewatch the original Space Jam to prepare yeah. before seeing this one. Like, yeah. I f- Man, I think you've got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there are going to be a lot of textual surprises. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I rewatched the original Space Jam after watching this because I was like, "Wait, was it that bad?" And no, no, it's not. It's not. It is. It is a bad movie. It is deeply cynical. You know. Yeah. And I I don't think you can get to this kind of cynical without like stopping at the originals kind of cynical first yeah but it is in a very hacky way yeah at least broadly functional yeah it is shaped like a movie you know what it's yeah chock full of product placement it's like you know doesn't really get the looney tunes no but does more than this one. Oh, exactly has, has at least some interest in them yeah you know, it's yeah. and is much ha- is again a very hacky movie, but checks like the hacky movie like, you know, the math adds up. At yes, least. you know, it feels like each scene kind of connects to the one before it. Yeah, in the basic way scripts are supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get some kind of you know, you know, right, right. You see, you know, those like nineties uh, uh, NBA stars are in there. You know, right. You know. Right, and and then and then you know, and you got Bill Murray and um, Wayne Knight. You know, Wayne. See, and that's it's an uneven. Like I do think there are some at least scenes yeah. in the original that kind of work. Yeah. There's a lot that doesn't. Like I think that's oh, of course really under deer for just like phoned in. I don't know what I'm doing here, Bill Murray shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like the tail end of him being like the biggest star in the world before he like you know sort of figured out what he was gonna do next. Yeah, which I think kind of be starts, a meme. Well, I'm not even not even that, but like what? Because that's that's like its whole other thing that's kind of existed for like the entirety of Bill yeah. Murray. Like yeah. the the meme, like I was at a bar and Bill Murray just showed up and like started bartending. Like that's been happening for like as long as Bill Murray's been a guy. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of his acting career, like I I. I honestly, I was bored by being the Ghostbusters guy, like, by the moment the Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. And, like, the early to mid-90s are a lot of him just kind of, like, shrugging and being like, I don't know. Like, he like he took, like, five years off from acting to just, like, study at the Sorbonne or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Actually, you want to hear a funny Bill Murray story? Sure. What's it called? Uh, my buddy told me this. Uh, my buddy Todd uh, told me this. Um, uh, uh, fucking... Uh, Bill Murray and um, and uh, Chevy Chase got in like a fist fight mm-hmm. backstage. I think when Chevy Chase came back to host SNL or something yeah. like that, they got a fist fight and 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 it was like two legendary assholes. Oh like, yeah, Chevy oh. Chevy Chase stands above all else. Of course, all others, of course. Like Bill Murray, not known like, like not known for being a nice guy outside of the like weird like he just kind of showed up at my party. Exactly, which always kind of felt like. You know, kind of an asshole move. Well, kind of just a sad guy. Move. Yeah. Like, I don't have any real friends, so I just kind of have to be like, 
show up places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think like the story I heard of him is like is like he just like went up to some guy that was having like a burger and fries and like just ate some of his fries. Mm-hmm. Just looked at him and just said, "No one will believe you." Yeah. Just walked away. Which listen, kind of funny, but yeah. also kind of a dick move. Kind of a dick move. What, the, what are you touching my food for? Yeah, you know what I mean. But like. But 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 so the story I heard about so him and Chevy Chase get in a fist fight backstage at SNL, and 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 they're pulled off each other, and then Bill Murray just says medium talent. That's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. But I don't know why we're talking about no Bill no, no, no I don't know I just wanted this talk. movie but yeah anyway the arc of his career is you know because I mean, I'd honestly rather talk about Bill Murray than yeah. Spaceship and New Legacy. Apparently, like, back in, like, his, you know, because he started out even before SNL, like, at Second City, the, mm-hmm. like, Chicago. Yeah, he's a Chicago company. guy, yeah. The, the reputation was uh, Brian Doyle Murray was the funniest guy there. Yeah. But Bill Murray is, like, almost as funny, but is, like, and, like, looks very similar to his brother, but has, like, you know, 20% better looks. Yeah. And then that 20% makes the difference between, like, character actor and leading man. Exactly. And so, you know, it was one of the, like, eight breakouts of the original SNL cast. Yeah. Becomes one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Very quickly becomes bored by it. Quits. Yeah. After Ghostbusters to go, like, again, just fuck around in Paris or yeah. whatever. Comes back in, like, the late 80s, but, like, his heart doesn't really feel in it. Like, has, a like, a relatively successful commercial run, but, like... You know, Ghostbusters 2, Scrooge, The Man Who Knew Too Little, like, none of these are, like, the classic Murray movies. Like, no. reasonably successful, but and it, like, kind of bottoms out around Space Jam, where he's just, like, clearly bored showing up in this movie, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, And then yeah. shortly after that, kind of, like, you know, get, you get, like, Rushmore, he kind of figures out what his thing is yeah. going to be for the next ten years. Yeah, 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 and I think that that really works really well, what, what, what he's kind of, what, what he kind of got going with, like, um... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson or whatever. I wish one, one did, of them Anderson. I wish you could have felt the sheer panic because I was like, which Anderson? <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna take a guess. But no, but 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 yeah, no, but 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 I mean, he's in the original one. I mean, Wayne Knight's coming off of Seinfeld. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, Seinfeld's still running at the time. No, Seinfeld's still running. Running yeah. at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, Michael. Well, I mean, coming off of it in the sense of like, you know, that, that's when you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Newman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, uh, well, I mean, he was also in. I mean, he was in a few things. Well, I mean, he was everywhere in the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he he's a fascinating character in and of himself. He started off as a private eye. Okay, I yeah. believe that. He sort of, yeah, but then he also, in the same interview, he said that he's also like, I love making up stories about myself. So <laughs> who knows? But but yeah, he's 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 the man. But um, but no, but um. Fucking um, but 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 so yeah, yeah. So you got them. You got all the NBA stars, right? You got fucking uh, and then Michael Jordan. Just just like look, he's not an actor. Well, what a, he's not. But I and I I have I have this is the only thing I've seen LeBron in. So just to, uh, yeah. to compare their acting talents, I have heard LeBron, who's been in other movies, like he was in Trainwreck, the Judd Apatow movie with Bill Hader and Amy Schumer. Yeah. I have heard from people he was actually pretty good in that. I don't know how much of that is like, you know, he's LeBron James, so expectations for his acting were very low and he exceeded them. Like sometimes people can get a little overhyped for that stuff. Like Justin Timberlake, like when yeah. he was first like started doing movies around the time of the social network. Yeah. People were like talking about like an Oscar nomination for him, which is like that's going a little far. Dude yeah. definitely has charisma. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, it's, and he was really good in the social network. But, yeah. like, you know, pretty limited range. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah. You can get a lot of places with charisma, but there is, like, an extra 
because it is a it, it is a legitimate sorry my dad just sent us a text uh but uh he sent us a text to start off with good day very, <laughs> hmm. anyway i sorry. hope this text finds you well exactly yeah i was like you're our dad okay anyway but no but but so yeah anyway but so um but like yeah i mean i mean like i mean like there is that extra because it is a skill right it's right. something you have to learn how to do and like yeah, like, you can have natural talent, but, like, natural talent only brings you so far. It needs to be honed into a craft, right? Yeah. You know, and that's what we see with, like, great actors, you know what I mean? Um, and LeBron... So, here's here's what I will say. I think that both... If, if LeBron has been good in other stuff, you don't feel it here. He's yeah. very bad at this. Uh, Michael Jordan, also not a great actor. No. What I will say, and I think this sort of generally applies to the two Space Jams, which again, I think are both bad movies, but A New Legacy, the LeBron James one. From Clearly the worst. Significantly worse. Yeah. But both him and Jordan are not great actors, at least in these two movies. Jordan has a screen presence that, at least in Space Jam, and I think also kind of generally, not having seen a lot of LeBron's other non-NBA work, that I think is a little more compelling than James. Both very wooden, awkward performers in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but Jordan doesn't really seem to give a fuck whether you like him. Yeah. Which has always been Jordan's thing. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, the dude very clearly like crafted, like is very interested in crafting a legacy. Absolutely. I mean, you don't make a movie with the Looney Tunes unless no. you're interested in brand management. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But it's not... Like, it doesn't seem so desperate to be liked. Yeah. You know, it's a little different. It's more... Yeah. You know, it's it, it feels a little, almost kind of like he's doming us. Yeah. He's, he already knows he's the best and is just kind of stunting on you a little bit. Yeah. And has a... There's a, a level of confidence in that that, like, also allows him to be a little more interesting. Yeah. You know? Like... He is willing to look a little bit like a fool mm -hmm. in Space Jam in a way LeBron isn't. You know what's his. so funny? You know what I think it is? I mean, I mean, one of the main differences between them, man, because they're both like, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, the argument I think is uh, until another contender arises. But mm -hmm. I mean, the big argument now is Jordan and LeBron. Who's better? Right. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, we've been in arguments where people have argued that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Like, like that's a legitimate argument between the two, like that people are having and have been having for LeBron's basically whole career. Mm -hmm. um, the difference, though, one of the differences in them when it comes to something like this is that Jordan is pre-social media, LeBron isn't. Right? right, LeBron is very active on social media. Yes, you know what I mean, right? Like, like, like he has a big social media presence, right? And 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 basically that sort of brand management and legacy management looks very different today. Yes, than it did back then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like then it looked like, you know, going on Space Jam, Air Jordans, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Now, yeah, LeBron, you know, yeah, he has, yeah, they're LeBrons and everything like that, right? But, but it, it's, it's also this, it, it's a, it's a much more, um, uh, like. Intimate. Intimate, yes. Yeah. Exactly. At least in a, in a phony kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Jordan could. Social you know, media. His, his whole brand was, you know, it, you know, he played basketball. He had a shoe line and, you know, appears in a few ads. Yeah. And then this movie. Like, that's, that. there's there's 
a level of distance to that. It's limited enough that you can manage it pretty. Or you don't really have to give a whole lot of yourself for any of that. Yeah. Like LeBron, if you if you're posting on Instagram every day, yeah, it's a fake level of intimacy. But yeah. It's a kind of yeah. faux intimacy that requires a level of again very carefully managed personal disclosure at all times. You have yeah. to create like a a daily personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call that? A uh, 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 para... Parasocial. Parasocial relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas Jordan can, you know, he can show up for his Hanes ad every few months and then go gamble and, you know, yeah. do whatever Michael Jordan Yeah, does. yeah, yeah, get his dad killed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But, and I think the other thing is, and this, like, their position in history is different. I think LeBron's is more insecure than Jordan's. And this... Because my perception of Jordan, at least, and this might be colored by the fact that I was a kid yeah. when Jordan was playing and didn't have as much knowledge of basketball history, but it seemed to me pretty definitive at the time that Michael Jordan was accepted as the greatest ever. Exactly. But, you know, there obviously have been people in the past who were also great, yeah. but that he was, you know, he just arrived and was like, that's it. That's it. I'm the, the greatest ever. No one has ever been this dominant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think also, you know, playing for like, you know, the one, you know, the, the, the 90s Bulls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? And that, and that you know, the, the, the only reason someone else won a title in his, you know, his unbroken run was because he left for another sport. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He was so good that he was like, let me see how I do a baseball. You know whereas, I mean? Yeah, whereas LeBron, has, his position has always been more insecure. That he's yeah. had to live in Jordan's legacy. Where, you know, Jordan didn't have to live in anyone's legacy. No. He was, you know, he, he just arrived. Yeah. I'm yeah. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. No one can touch me. The only people that were saying, like, oh, you know, like, Larry Bird is better, were saying it for very specific reasons or something like that. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. Like, no, but, 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 but and, and, and I think that, yeah, we might be biased because... We were like when like my first memories of basketball, you know, that weren't like you know like 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 the terms. He also had the, um, the good fortune to arrive at the moment basketball was, was kind of dying. Arrival. Yeah, well, was arriving. Oh, yeah, arriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it, yeah when it was that, on when it was on the upswing. Yeah, yeah when it was like the history of being, basketball yeah. prior to him is it was much more of a niche sport. Yeah, and you know his arrival was kind of what blew it up into the. You know the sort of top level sport it is now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making it making it an, 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 a, a, a first national and an international phenom. Right. You know. And what I mean? LeBron has had to at all times consciously define himself against Jordan, mm -hmm. while also never at least not never because the Heat are their own thing. But a lot of the time playing for teams that were not as dominant beyond him. Yeah. That the Bulls. And, and you can get into all sorts of... Argue. I, I'm not actually interested in arguing about which one of them is greater. You yeah, know? of course. Just in terms of how their relative perceptions, I think, impacted the way these movies are presented. Because yeah. Well, even even up to the point that, that they made a new Space Jam. Right. And they put LeBron in it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, again, that's a move that is very carefully calculated in you know, to respond to the legacy of Michael Jordan. Because... Um, LeBron's legacy is again like always compared to his, and that, and even to get into his space within the current NBA, like he, you know, again, Jordan was unquestionably dominant in the '90s. LeBron has like lost as many finals as he's won. Yeah, you know, he's won a bunch, but like he's and he his record of going to the finals was unbroken for I don't remember how many years, but yeah, a yeah, long time, yeah, a long ass time. But like had more, struggled more in them. You know, because 
he wasn't on the best team of like yeah. the Warriors are one of you know at least the you know Warriors at their peak were arguably the greatest basketball team ever assembled. Like we're doing something that reinvented the sport. Mm-hmm. And LeBron was standing in opposition to them. He had to overcome them rather than yeah. being on the best team and defining it. He was up against them with a team that was you know. Not as good. It was basically hit. Yeah. Not that there weren't other good players of on the course. team. Kyrie is also a great player. Yeah. But, like, at least... In With the, great opinions. <laughs> a very interesting man. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, in terms of... It, it's reductive, but for uh, there's there's a, a kernel of truth in that, it, in that it was, you know, kind of LeBron versus the greatest team ever assembled. Yeah, which is, which is, which is, which is, which is a compelling and interesting narrative. And, yeah. and, and absolutely, like... Yeah, like, 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 but also one that leaves his place in history a little yeah, more insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, you just think of it as just like, just like, 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 like that, that, that red bulls jersey with the twenty three on the back. Yeah. You know what? Right, like, like that. Right, and that, and and the, all the guys around, like that team was such a like that. I mean, that was the not. I have like a greater memory of that than I do of the fucking wizards. You know what I mean? Almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. From that same era. Yeah. A team that I saw play a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, 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 when I think of 90s NBA, I don't think of the Wizards. I think of, I think of the fucking Bulls. Yeah. Obviously. But, and, and, but I, all of that relates to the, the two movies and their two, I just, I want to bring it back to the movies. Course, but I think that is necessary context because what you get in the original Space Jam is Michael Jordan, who is, confident enough and secure enough that he's able to make fun of himself a little bit. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... The, you know, His place in history... Because when's the original one? Is it 96? So the, 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 the original comes out... He decides to make it at the end of his baseball career. Yeah. So that it's filmed before he has returned to the NBA. I think by the time it comes out, he might... He was, he was back in the NBA, might have even won another title. Yeah. Like, it was very... Like, it came out very much as a victory lap. Mm-hmm. But like came at this moment were like kind of a low point for him um, professionally, and but they they work that into the movie a little bit. They do, which I think actually works really well. In that, the and that's what I'm saying. Like the movie is able to create an arc out of that, yeah. and Jordan is willing to be humiliated a little bit. Like the like the scenes of him playing baseball are him sucking ass. Yeah, like he's worse in the movie than he was in real life. Like he was as a baseball player, he was never going to be an all star, but like. No. And started out pretty bad in the minors. My impression is, like, by the end of his minors career, he was, like, all right. Yeah. Probably, if he wasn't Michael Jordan, was probably never going to get promoted. Yeah. But, like, was a passable minor league baseball player. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have had, like, a, like, 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 you know, right, you know, you play in the minors, you know what I mean, right, you know, you run a camp in your, you know, whatever yeah. town you're in, you know what I mean, right? Like, you can have an okay life. Yeah. You know what I mean, right, right, being, like, a fucking, I don't know, like, in fucking... Wherever the hell I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but 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 um and but that allows the movie to have a shape. Where yeah, you, you find him at a low point. You know. Yeah, but will... everyone's still sucking his dick because he's Michael Jordan, and and that and that thing of like and that thing of like there is no like come up for him, right? You know, you know, going to you, right? You know, you know, playing, going to UNC, fucking like you know, going to the Bulls, right? You know what I mean, right? Like you don't get that sort of. It. It's just he goes into baseball, and then it was just like. Right. The fucking catcher is is telling him the pitches. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in a way, but just beginning with that 
moment of humility allows him to have a character arc. Yes. You know, that exactly. mirrors the arc of his career. You know, it's, again, it's it's basic hacky shit. But they at least bother to do the basic hacky shit. If yes. you start at a low point, you end at a high point. You know, exactly. The character has a journey. Yeah. You know, they, they do the work of, like, making the whole cartoon basketball plot at least make basic sense. Yeah. You know, they, um, you know, the, uh, the Monstars want to turn the Looney Tunes into slaves, they wager on a basketball game. Like, yeah. They put in the work to, like, you know, and they, like, they go through enough of the details of, like, the Looney Tunes, like, doing their Looney Tune thing and tricking the Monstars into thinking, like, there's a rule book and they have to, you know, they wait, they have to wager on it. Like, you know, doing, doing a classic Bugs Bunny trick. Mm-hmm. Like, inventing some complication and, like, tricking the Monstars as if they're Elmer Fudd into believing this is a real book. You exactly. Know, they do the actual Looney Tunes thing. They make they again. It's basic hacky shit, but they make they 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 do the basic hacky shit to make the plot make sense. Yes. New Legacy does none of that. Like no. LeBron uh, is at a high point. Yes. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's not even that he's at a high point. It's that he's never at a low point. Yes. Like um, exactly. Like compare the way the two movies open with they both open with the two stars as kids, and in the originals, you know Michael Jordan is just shooting hoops in the backyard, mm-hmm. you know, with an actor playing his dad, who everyone knows is just murdered, so that gives mm-hmm. a little bit extra weight. But it's his dad encouraging him, like, "Yeah, man, shoot some hoops. You get good at that." Like it's it's just it's fatherly yeah. encouragement of a son, like who has a dream, but it's not like son. You're the best basketball player who ever lived. It's son, I love you, and you know, yeah. Here's some pointers as a dad. It's a yeah. relatable thing. Yeah. My dad's showing me how to play a sport. Exactly. Everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. In the new Space Jam, it's Avon Barksdale telling LeBron James, "Listen, kid, you're the best basketball player <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. You need you need to stick to this at all costs. No distractions. No video games. You're the best." If you do this, you will save your family. If you don't, you won't. And, like, obviously that also has resonances in LeBron James' actual life, you know, where his whole story is he came from nothing and built the whole thing. Exactly, like, yeah. It's still weirder to be to yeah have a scene of someone telling a kid they're yeah. the basketball messiah. Exactly. It You're doesn't feel messiah. as yeah. relatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's playing on his Game Boy and he's like, you gotta knock that shit off. You yeah. you have to focus on basketball or your mother's going to die in yeah. poverty. The, whole, the movie's whole characterization of LeBron feels insecure. Yeah. In a way that like makes him very... Unlo- it's like insecure in the way of an insecure person who tells you all the time that they're the best. Yes. Which is very... And, but like also... <laughs> Overcorrects in places to like try try and give him an arc, but a way in a way that makes it worse because his whole arc is about what a shitty dad he is. Yeah, but in a way that like goes way over the line into just unrelatable, irredeemable. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no dad would do this. Yeah, like the whole the way overly complicated plot, like which makes very little sense, but involves his his kid being like a genius level video like, game designer who's yeah. like found a way to like yeah like. The old story about, you know, people back in the day believing cameras would steal their souls. Yeah. Like, LeBron James's kid has found a way to actually <laughs> do that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. At, At like, like, 10. S- maybe 15. Exactly, yeah. 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 And LeBron James... But 
And LeBron, LeBron James Sr. being like, this is a dead end, kid. Yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta start playing basketball. basketball. That's the only thing that counts. I don't care that you have found a way to subvert reality and like a- allow people to actually step physically into the metaverse. It's a waste of time. You gotta yeah. do my thing, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you know how easy it was for yeah. me to become one of the greatest basketball players to ever do it? Yeah. You just get like, like and it's also like right, and and, and it's almost like because like you look around and it's like Dad, we live in a mansion in L.A. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, we're not in, like, dire straits in Akron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're like I'm going to be fine. I'm LeBron James's son. I'm yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just do this thing that I like and I'm incredibly good at it? It's like, no, basketball. Basketball yeah. is the only thing. Yeah. And, I mean, again, like, just sort of comparing it to the original, like, the original... Like, the, after that opening scene of them as children, they both go into a, a, an opening credit sequence that sort of, you know, just has highlights of their career. Yeah. And one of the just... simplest, stupidest, like, own goals this movie commits is not using the, the credit song from the original, just because it's such a fucking banger. That, it is! Slam! Yeah. And welcome to the jam! Yeah, what did they use? I don't know. I, I, I yeah. It's another original song, like, couldn't tell you. Don't no, remember no, it. I already for, saw this movie a few days ago, have yeah. already forgotten it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, no. It, 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 like, like, but, like, yeah. Both those opening credit sequences, you know, end with them, you know, host, like host, host, hoisting a finals trophy, like them in triumph. But from there, the original goes into him playing baseball, baseball, and fucking Basket- up. <laughs> Basket- him, playing basketball. him playing basketball. Have you seen basketball? I have not. That should go on your list. Oh, but that's. Okay. Hold on. Keep talking. I'm adding that right now. But again, the original goes from that moment of triumph to like, okay, now we have to actually start the plot. So we're gonna go transition immediately into him like playing baseball. Like we gotta, we gotta get him to a low point. In the new one, we just we go from him hoisting the finals trophy to him living in his giant fucking LA mansion on top of the world. Yeah, it's boring. It's bad writing, and it's just it's unlikable. Exactly. And, yeah. Like, and it, but it also points to a way that like our relationship to stardom has changed. At least this kind of basketball stardom has changed. Where like in the past, you would want people to be relatable. Like, it's bullshit that, like, in the original Space Jam, like, Michael Jordan lives in, like, a pretty big suburban house. Yeah. Like, it's fake as shit. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. But it, it, like, that's what people thought was relatable. Like, we gotta present him as kind of an ordinary guy who, like, drives his kids to school in a minivan. Like, he's still Michael Jordan, but, like, has a life that's better than yours, but is still a little relatable. And he still has, you know, he still fucks up at work and plays baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, Michael Jordan is a dentist's neighbor. Right. In this. And it's like, right, and it's like... No, he's not. No, he's not! Yeah. Tony Soprano has a bigger house than Michael Jordan. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, on. but in, in the modern era, the whole, like, Instagram form of celebrity is, look how good my life is, isn't it so much better than yours, don't you wish you could have this? So, you know, we don't, we don't have any of that, you know, pretense of yeah. a regular guy, we just have, look how fucking huge the LeBron James compound in the Hollywood Hills is. Exactly. Which, I mean, I guess that's what works on Instagram, but in terms of a movie, is really, why do I give a fuck about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do I give a, yeah, and, and also, like, looking at all that, and then just him being like, you have to play basketball. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Treating his kid like shit. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, what's it called, Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like, I literally don't even know what to say. Yeah. It's just such a huge misstep. Um, but then, like, even from there, like, what's it called? I mean, I don't know. Um, 
So, I mean, the main problem is I don't really know what this movie is. I don't think the movie ever really knows. Yeah, Don Cheadle is an algorithm. So, from... Yes, Don Cheadle is an algorithm. Where we named Algorithm? Yes, and but I don't know for what. Like so, so the setup of the movie is you know LeBron James and his kid go to a meeting at Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers want to pitch him, you know, some sort of media venture. Yeah. And they go there and you know they sit down with. Sarah Silverman and Academy Award nominee Steven Yoon to hear Warner Brothers pitch, and they're like, we don't have a pitch. The algorithm has a pitch. I, I, I don't know what the people who wrote the movie think an algorithm is. I don't know that don't, they know what it yeah. is. But... They think they think it's magic. Yes, it's computer they, magic. They think it's magic. Yeah. Um, they, because... John Cheadle is basically playing the architect from the Matrix. Yeah. But like, if he was a Hollywood producer. Yeah. Um, and like he gives this whole pitch about Warner Three Thousand. Yeah. Which I don't totally know what that is supposed to be either. I know that the the linchpin of it in terms of how LeBron James is involved is they want to sort of digitally scan LeBron James and they can insert him into any media property. You know, they have this whole. Um, Montage of like LeBron James in Harry Potter world and him in the Matrix and him in you know every other fucking yeah. Batman and yeah you know, yeah, yeah 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 and he just has to like sign over his rights to his likeness basically yeah and like, and like he can like basically like it's just a print money thing right but I don't, is that I don't I still don't know exactly what Warner three thousand is is it the technology that allows them to scan yeah, people is it supposed I, to be like well, hbo go rob would you would you believe i immediately was like don't care yeah <laughs> show, show <laughs> me the lunatudes the, the movie also does not care no yeah no no uh, uh, uh but then lebron james is like is like no this seems dumb which you know what fair point lebron yes yeah but okay so this is one of my fundamental problems with the movie and i think this is a problem with a lot of stuff in Hollywood right now where it basically algorithm is pitching the premise of the movie which is just LeBron James is going to interact with a bunch of Warner Brothers properties basically as an exercise in Warner Brothers brand management you know we want to remind everyone all of the great properties Warner Brothers has so that you'll subscribe to HBO Go and we'll watch you know Game of Thrones and everything and just be really you know proud of the Warner Brothers brand and realize it's the greatest brand out there mm-hmm. you know, so that we can synergize and monetize and whatever, you know, because everyone wants to be Disney now. You know, everyone's very jealous of the fact that Disney has a very clear and recognizable brand. Yeah. You know, get people to sign up for Disney Plus and, you know, whatever. Go to their theme parks. and Which, I mean, Disney has because Disney makes, like, one kind of movie. Yes, you know? um, exactly. And, you know, like, yes, like, Marvel and Star Wars and all of that are also Disney, but, like, they're, they're all kid shit. Disney yeah. makes kid shit exclusively. So it has, you know, a, a slightly multifaceted but pretty narrowly targeted brand. Yeah, you know? I want to see some people getting brutally killed on screen. I don't go to Disney+. Yeah. Plus. The reason people don't know what is and is not a Warner Brothers property is because Warner Brothers makes all kinds of movies. Exactly. It makes Space Jam, and it also makes... Fury Road. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which is fine. Like, yes. that's how most movie theaters, or, or movie theaters, you know, like, but, but like movie company, 
you know. But, I mean, that is how most movie studios have traditionally yeah, operated. You know, yeah. they, they want to, to hit all possible demographics. Yeah, exactly. But now, when the most valuable thing anything can have is a brand, so that you can, you know, cross over and cross over properties and get people, you know, you ultimately you want people to subscribe to your proprietary streaming service. Mm-hmm. So they're giving you $20 every month reliably. But also, you know, buying your your toys and your yeah. t-shirts and going to your theme park and whatever. You know, again, the most valuable thing right now is just having a recognizable brand. So yeah. Ha- having something that hits all demographics is not as valuable as having something that just people know. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, yeah. So this movie is kind of set up as basically just a big advertisement for all of Warner Brothers' IP. Yeah. Um, and that's Algy Rhythm's pitch of, you know, you can be in all of our IP because all of our IP is more valuable if you bring your IP and cross it over with it. LeBron exactly. James. And LeBron James says, that's stupid. Yeah. To the premise of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Which is something that is increasingly common of, you know, movies lampshading, um, you know, commenting on themselves and saying... Yes, we know this is a little dumb. It's a little silly, but it's all in good fun. Aren't you laughing with us? And I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I, if you know, you telling me, yeah, you know it's bad, doesn't make it good. No, it makes you cynical. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. No, and 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 cynical does not mean smart. No. Cynical does not mean good, right? No. It means mercenary. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like there's there's this... I know this is veering off in a wildly pretentious direction. I don't really care. I don't remember the exact quote, but there's this quote from Infinite Jest. Where <laughs> <laughs> Never in a million years have you were like, what am I about to quote when I think that? <laughs> but God damn it, I'm happy. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we're... we're <laughs> That's basically just, it is a unique, and this is, this I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact word, but the point is, it's exclusive to Americans to believe that irony will save them from their sins. Yeah. That as long as you are aware of what you're doing and able to laugh at it, somehow it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. That's not true. No. 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 It is a false premise that, yes, absolutely through and through this country and our culture, yeah. yes, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we, yeah, no, we know we killed all the Native Americans, but we do land acknowledgements now, so it's cool. Well, right. that's not what we're talking about, but you know I mean, what I mean. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but yeah. it's specifically the use of humor. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. one of the other contenders for worst movie of the year was uh, it's a Netflix movie, uh, Red Notice, mm-hmm. which um, is this. I don't know. I watched it. I could barely even describe it. It's The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. And it's kind of... It's like Indiana Jones, but... You yeah. know, but but it's fucking winking at you all the time. Like, it's it's an incredibly low... Oh, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. It's a, an incredibly low-effort movie where everyone is on autopilot, but they keep joking about how everything they're doing is a cliche and isn't this how it works in all of the movies. And just, yes! Yeah. I fucking no. Why, yeah. why are you... Feeding me dog shit and then telling me, isn't it funny that I'm feeding you dog, <laughs> dog shit? shit? No, I don't enjoy the taste of dog shit. And the fact that you know that you're doing it is worse. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I think that that can be done in a way. Like, uh, like Last Action Hero, 
right? Right, right. Like, yes, that is a movie that repeatedly winks at the camera. Right? But there's a difference between yes. self-parody. Yes. Where you're making, you, there's an actual joke and you're making a point and just acknowledging that something's shit. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, sort of the centerpiece of this movie is, you know, LeBron James, he, Al, Don Cheadle scans him into the computer somehow and then banishes him to Looney Tune World and he's like, uh, we'll, play a ba- if, we'll play a basketball game. If I win, you have to stay here. If you win, you don't. Yeah. I don't know why he sets this up. Like, again, in the original, there's like a whole Looney Tunes mm-hmm. premise where they like yeah. trick them into it. In this, Don Cheadle already has everything he wants, which yeah. is LeBron James digitized. He's yeah. got his digitized avatar. He's won. Congratulations, but still, for some reason, offers him a way out. Yeah. And offers him a way out that is premised on the thing LeBron James is best at. Yes. You, if you, you should have, you should force him to play chess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the joke in the original movie, which, again, is a bad movie that, in relation to this, looks like a fucking masterpiece. Exactly, yeah. Is that the Looney Looney Tunes trick the Monstars into playing a game with them. Yeah. And then the Looney Tunes get in a huddle and are like, what game should we pick? Oh, they're all really short. Let's pick basketball. And yeah. that's why the Monstars have to steal the souls of whatever. And exactly. It's, yeah. Again, it's fucking dumb and cheesy, but they at least did the math of why this is the way it works. Exactly. And this one, it's just, we're making a Space Jam movie, so that's what has yeah. to happen. Exactly. Yeah, no, and even in the original one, they get Michael Jordan, and then they're like, wait, he's a baseball player. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right? Yeah, because this is supposed to be the part of his career where he stopped playing basketball, right? right? Because even Michael Jordan's like, I don't play basketball anymore. They're like, what are you talking about? You're Michael Jordan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? But, and that's kind of funny and interesting. This is LeBron James when he is LeBron James doing LeBron James shit in the NBA. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is... It, inst- it makes no sense. And then, do you want to get to the Looney Tunes? Because this this is what really pissed me off. Right? And up to this point, I was like, okay, this is a bad movie. But then when they get to the Looney Tunes, I was like... Yeah, I think this is this is where it, like... See, it, it's a bad movie from the beginning. But it's just, it's a boring, flavorless, like, farted out kind of bad movie. Like, yeah. no one cared about this. Like, no, no. one put any thought into no. this, you know? Everyone is, uh, uh, everyone is writing, um, uh, NAR next to every line in the script. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Call back. Yes, it is. Um, but, um, then Algae Rhythm banishes, um, so they're, they're within the server verse. Which is a thing that sounds very natural. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we love saying it. We love saying sir. You know, one of the one of the like um, sort of just very basic like tips for screenwriting that you read in like every screenwriting manual, like every screenwriting class anyone's ever been to. It's like one of the first basic things people say is speak your dialogue out loud. Just try it. You know, because people are going to have to say this, and if you can't naturally say it, the actors won't be able to either. No one did this because <laughs> if they did, they would not have said server verse. <laughs> server verse. Server verse. Server verse. So, like, like, put on a pot of coffee and think. You know what I mean? Like, just we can come up with another name. You know, the Warner verse. The Warner is a little bit. <laughs> it's no, that's. So much better. Yeah. Let's leaps and be- hire us <laughs> and gets you the fucking 
brand right, game. Right, that is it? the whole point of the exercise. When it's never going serververse, you're making all these people say server. You're making LeBron James, not an actor, <laughs> say serververse. Yeah. God damn it. So, anyway, uh, Don Cheadle uh, banishes uh, LeBron into the serververse, <laughs> which is, you know, it's a whole galaxy of planets, and each planet is, you know, an important Warner Brothers brand property. Yeah. Planet Game of Thrones and um, Planet Harry Potter and Planet uh, uh, DC and, you know, whatever. Um, planet, like, <laughs> classic Warner Brothers noir. Yeah. Um, they didn't planet. have, like, a they didn't have, like, a Planet Deadwood. <laughs> they should have been, oh, my. Planet, <laughs> planet Oz. <laughs> they didn't go to the prison rape planet. But... <laughs> The idea, the idea, because at the end, I'm sorry, but I skipped to the end. Just real quick, we can go right back. When they do the big game, they have like all these like little Easter eggs of all the people from that. It would be so funny if they just had Oz. Okay, so <clears throat> one of sort of the first impression this movie made, other than just you know the like announcement of like, hey, they're finally making another Space Jam with LeBron, because this that had been like a Space Jam sequel is something that like had been in the works since the original one of came course. out. Like there were. I think like four or five different versions of it that were proposed. Like yeah. There's going to be a all with like different sports. Like there's going to be a, a yeah a Jeff Gordon one that like came, actually apparently came really close to actually getting developed. It's going to be called Race Jam, which yeah. sounds oh I don't uncomfortably close. You know what? I think they said that one out loud, and they were like, "Nope." Yeah, nope. They, they actually did the server verse. Exactly. Yeah, we're like, "Oh no, 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 no." It's going to be a Tiger Woods one. Uh, if there were a couple others I don't remember, but yeah. you know, every like breakthrough like three like four quadrant athlete like it's of the past twenty years, at some point someone pitched them doing space jam. Yeah, um, and Le- you know LeBron was sort of the premier one for a long time, and like you know it finally you know happened. You yeah, know, once he got to like I don't know, I'll just go to the Lakers and fuck around part yeah. of his career. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I can go to the Lakers. I'll go to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, um, the first sort of impression the movie made was when the the trailer dropped um, because people didn't realize that, or at, at least it hadn't really internal. People hadn't really internalized that what this was was not going to be so much you know Michael Jordan meets the Looney Tunes as LeBron James traverses the serververse yeah. and, you know, um, inter- reintroduces you to all of Warner Brothers' various properties to yeah. remind you how <laughs> how well-financialized they are. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for you to go, but, oh, yeah, they have that, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, you know, the trailer um, for the film featured a lot of footage from the climactic basketball game, which is, you know, attended in the crowds by half regular people, which... We'll get into that. There's some, <laughs> some questions there. Yeah, exactly. And half the various denizens of the server verse. <laughs> you know, people from all of the various Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. And some of them make some sense in terms of, like, I'm Warner Brothers making a kids movie to try and, like, remind people of, like, our big sort of four-quadrant entertainment of yeah. the last 20, 25 yeah. years. Here's so, Batman. Here's Batman. You know, we've got a couple different penguins. You know, we've got uh, the Iron Giant. Yeah. Um, we've got King Kong. Yeah. You know, we have uh, 
Agent Smith and Trinity. You yeah. Know, which, not quite as kidsy, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People watched, I saw Matrix at like 13. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was even those, less than that. Yeah, like, yeah. It was one of those movies it that was, was like. It's a big hit that resonated across the spectrum. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll allow it in the context of this. Yeah. We don't want to allow any of this, but if we're doing this, it makes some sense. Exactly. But then people started looking more closely and they're like, there are the droogs from <laughs> A Clockwork Orange in attendance at this game. The the rape gang. Exactly, yeah. There are people from Ken Russell's The Devils. Yeah. Which is a movie about, it was like a non-sploitation movie about like Satanism and rape. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, holy shit. Yeah. No, I saw the, I saw the droogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. And it was like, yeesh. Was like, Who is this for? For. Yeah, and 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 it's like what anything is for now. It's for nerds. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is for like like yes, it is a kids movie, but also they know because you know what we got people talking about it. Exactly, we filled the frame with like a Renaissance tableau of everyone from the vast and all inclusive server first. And for weeks, people are going to be picking it apart, being like, hey, what the fuck is the Droogs doing here? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. I saw it. And, you know, I think there's a certain... I don't know if they anticipated so many people being like, what the fuck, fuck you. You're... You know, this is... You know... If you're the kind of person who believes you can rape a work of art, you're kind of raping a variety of works of art here. Yep, yep, you know? Yep. I don't know if that's what exactly they were anticipating, but, what? you know, they certainly... I don't know if they cared. Because yeah. they got publicity. They did. They did. No, it was much more... It, it was incredibly mercenary in how they did that. And, like... And, like... I don't know. And, like, and like even, like... In how they handled... Basically, from... When he gets sucked into the serververse and they agree to make and they agree to do the game up until the game, right? Yes. Like, like you get like 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 he go- so yeah. He gets banished to Looney Tunes planet, mm-hmm. which is kind of the the most distant and least inhabited planet. You know, there's kind of a a meta joke there about sort of you know Looney Tunes are not really they've fallen from their position as you know yeah sort of mainstream cultural property. Yeah, Space Jam was kind of the last relevant Looney Tunes thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the Looney Tunes of Space Jam are pretty far removed from the Looney Tunes of, you know, Tex Avery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, it, they're, you're kind of missing the anarchic spirit if they're doing, like, McDonald's ads. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so, you know, so he's on this planet, and they're, like, all, like, separated or something or yes, other? Yes, all of... For some fucking reason that's, you know, again, just, there's a lot of, like, who cares here. Algae Rhythm has convinced them to all leave Planet Looney Tunes. I don't know why, other than because it will later give them an excuse to visit all of the other planets of the server. You know what? You know what? I think that's why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but Bugs is the only <clears throat> one left who's still holding the flame of cartoon nonsense. Um and, you know, LeBron shows up, he meets Bugs Bunny. Apparently LeBron James is a big Bugs Bunny fan. At this point, uh, LeBron James has been turned into a cartoon because That's they can right. only get LeBron James for so many weeks of filming. Exactly. Um, yep. Yep, um, yeah. Which, I, I guess, okay? Yeah. And this, this is, the interactions between LeBron and Bugs Bunny on Planet Looney Tunes are, like, the only thing in the whole movie that is, like, Looney Tunes-centric. Yeah. It's the only part that feels like a Looney Tunes movie. Yep. And... 
it's not even particularly good Looney Tunes shit. No, you know? no, no. It, it's one of those episodes of Looney Tunes where you're kind of like, hmm, all right, well, you know. It's one of the ones from, like, 1970 or something. Like, yeah. I feel like the f- they've kind of lost the spark a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, is a, this is a brave new world that they are not ready for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but 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 you know but uh, they 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 go and they get I mean I think we can. they they have to get the band back together yeah, they because do. for some reason again never really explained other than it's a Space Jam movie but they have to get the Looney Tunes to be on his team yeah because exactly yeah the team which is, you you think there would be better Warner properties like, I, I figure probably I wouldn't mind having Superman on my basketball right? team yeah that's seems pr- like he's got a bunch of assets yeah but, exactly yeah but, yeah I mean, you know. Anyway, so... But again, it has to be the Looney Tunes. It has to be the Looney Tunes. But that means traversing the ser- serververse. The serververse. The serververse. It's, it's so bad. And visiting the various intellectual property planets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, up until this point, the movie had been bad. Nice. You know, pretty underthought through, not a lot of passion, not a lot of skill, you know... Um, pretty clearly made by a man who openly admitted in the director he needed a Looney Tunes consultant because he didn't know what any of their deals were. <laughs> Just wasn't something he cared about. Um, I mean, fair enough, but also... Yeah. Doesn't have to be for everyone. No. But why is he assigned to the Looney exactly. Tunes movie yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we pick someone that... See, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I, I, I figure you, you, you just kind of... Because you're already in Hollywood. You get... Oh, oh that, I was stepping on a nail. I was like, that hurt. <laughs> uh, no. No, but 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 you you could probably find a pretty good director that's like, oh, I love the Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Probably but wouldn't be hard anyway. Anyway, you, you, at this point, you're watching a pretty boring, poorly put together movie. Yeah, and I had and obviously a lot of what comes to follow this had you know made its way through Twitter when the movie came out with people being like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's been a few months since the excuse me since the movie came out, and I had forgotten. Yes. And, when they leave Planet Looney Tunes and go to, I believe the first stop is Planet Mad Max. That's right. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I forgot what is in this movie. Which is the LeBron James and Bugs Bunny just sort of going to a number of Warner Brothers' most beloved movies and yeah. inserting themselves. Yeah. And just kind of doing a lot of stuff of like, what if Granny from Tweety Bird and Sylvester was Trinity in The Matrix. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? What if we just did The Matrix again for like a couple of minutes yeah. with Granny? And we just, you know, we go to Casablanca and have Ingrid Bergman yeah. interact with Yosemite Sam. Yeah. But not even doing any interesting Yosemite Sam shit. What if we just, again, like, fucked with... Yeah. One of, you know, a movie that is so integral to, you know, so beloved and yeah. so integral to Warner Brothers as a brand that for a long time, the music that played over the Warner Brothers logo was the score to Casablanca. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What if yeah. we just took a shit on that? Just, just, just fuck you. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to HBO Max, you yeah. son of a bitch, and watch yeah. this shit. Idiot. It's, just, it's, like, it's... It sucks. It, it sucks, sucks it, ass. It's, like, it's, it's so stupid. It's it's hard to like really like the battle has been lost at yeah. this point. Like yeah. at this point, like complaining about this kind of stuff is like shouting for the ref on like 
the Thursday after the Super Bowl. Exactly. The game is over. Yeah. They've lost. Like, you know, we are now at the point where, like, semi-regularly, a dead person is showing up in a movie because they've scanned, like, footage of them and, like, reinserted uh, Harold Ramis into the new Ghostbusters to, like, talk about how Paul Rudd is really fucking killing it or whatever. Like, we're at the point of literally resurrecting the dead. Yeah. Nothing is sacred anymore. No. Like, it's still just depressing to see this Of course! Shit. Like... Of course! Of course! Yeah. And, and, and it's so... And I think one of the most depressing things about it is that, like... You know, I mean, it kind, of, kind of like what we were talking about with, like, uh, with like redness, you know what I mean? Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or with, like, irony. Like, like who is this for? Like, who loves that shit? Yeah. Who loves that they put dead Harold Ramis in the Ghostbusters to tell to tell Paul Rudd what a good boy he is? Like, I mean, that... Who? I get. I, I fucking hate it. But I think, particularly with the weird Ghostbusters fan, that is, that is a, a franchise with a weird fucking fandom. I don't totally yeah. get it. Like, I really like the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's like the... Third best Bill Murray movie. Yeah, but like that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, you know, that's the only good one. You yeah, know? two is pretty bad. The Lady Ghostbusters might be the second best. Yeah, it's probably better than two. I, not a great movie, but you know, I don't know what legacy you're so offended about that. Like that's you know, yeah, something well, you're willing to issue death threats over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, 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 that's like, a, like, see, like see, you're that passionate about the fucking ghost blowjob movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, which, which I am because I won't see another one until they put one of those back in. I'll tell you that right now. But no, 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 no. no. But like, I, I think there is a, a weird passionate fandom that's like, fuck yeah, they like. I love Harold Ramis. I love Egon. I'm happy to see Egon. Yeah. I don't care about. The implications of this. Like, yeah, it's the people who were like... This is a man that had a family. This is, his name was Harold. This is the same sort of people who cheer when Disney bought Fox because now the Fantastic Four can be in the Avengers. Who cares if there are now three media companies exactly. that control everything? And that, that means Disney is going to fuck with all of Fox's stuff, which they have done. It is now impossible to get... If you're a repertory theater, you cannot get any old Fox movies. So just... Disney won't let them out. No. Doesn't mean that like all of the like Fox movies that were in the pipeline, like The Last Duel, just got fucking buried because Disney doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, you know, there's a there's a reason that movie made like three million dollars, and it's because Disney did not see it's fit to promote that one iota. Oh know? yeah, no, no, I didn't know about it until it was available on fucking what's it. Yeah, yeah, like I never heard of that movie. Yeah, yeah no, wait, it, it might, wait, I might be mixing up The Last Duel uh, and some other. But, okay, but 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 either way, but either way, like but that is how Disney is generally treated. The legacy, the West Side Story. That's what I'm thinking of. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It is, it, it is, it is like, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Is that like, I guess, yeah, yeah. Like, like so, like at a certain point, I get the like we're bringing back Egon. I think it's fucking gross. Yeah. But like, what child? Yeah. Is going to see Space Jam. Yeah. He's like, it's fucking Ingrid Bergman, yeah, man! Exactly, exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said, play it again, Sam, to Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whose name is Sam? No, 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 no. That's not, like, 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 who is that for? Yeah. Like, who is, because people that love, like, old movies, they're gonna fucking hate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I like, 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 like that is for no one, but they can do it, and you yeah. pigs are just gonna eat the slop because what else are you gonna do? Yeah, nothing. You're not gonna do anything. You're gonna pay twenty dollars. You're gonna watch it. You son of a bitch. And it's like, and and it just feels like, like whenever they make a movie like this, it just feels like just it's, it's like well. Another slam dunk on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like if I was trying to guard LeBron James. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. I am 5'10". Yeah. Maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 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 it is, it is, it's just, but like, there's nothing you can do. I wouldn't be able to guard LeBron James. Yeah. Just like, I can't, I can bitch and moan all I want about these fucking dumbass movies that they keep making. They're going to keep making them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? It, it's just... It just sucks. It just sucks. I mean, it's not even really that much of the movie. Like, I thought it yeah. was going to be a lot more. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a ten-minute segment. And yeah. Then, like, there's all of the, the stupid fucking crowd shit at the end. But, yeah. like, for the most part, the movie just sucks. It's just bad. The CGI, when they made... When, you know what? what I, I said out loud in front of my children, uh, I said, come the fuck on. When they made... When they took the Looney Tunes and made them from cartoons to CGI, what was the point of that? Oh, and that's... I mean, I never in my life again want to see photorealistic Bugs Bunny. No, no, horrific. You, you know when people had that like visceral reaction to like the initial images of like photorealistic Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog? Movie? Yeah, yeah. And like they had to like push the movie back like six months. Yeah. To like completely reanimate it because people like. Why the fuck does Sonic have teeth? Yeah. It's fucking disturbing. Please make him a cartoon. Yeah. Warner Brothers apparently was like, I actually thought it looked okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's make Bugs Bunny do that and then give him nothing to do. Yeah. Bugs Bunny's barely in this. The only thing of note Bugs Bunny does in this movie is fucking die. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he dies and then... Five minutes later, comes back in the real world with no explanation. No. Like, the movie Climax. And, like, we don't, there's not even a whole lot more to discuss because half of this movie is the basketball game. Yeah. Like, one of the most... The low point for me watching this movie was, like, checking... the Like, at, at the halftime of the basketball game, checking the time left on this movie. Yeah. And seeing that there were... <laughs> 40 minutes left at halftime. I did this in the, I was like, are they just playing like, a basketball game? If they did, there would be less movie left. Exactly. It would be shorter for them to real-time play, play the, the basketball, basketball game. game. Yeah, no, it was... No. Yeah, and, and then also, like, I don't know, I mean, like, it's just little shit for me, but, like, but like in the original one, like, I mean, everyone but Storm and Morvin, like, I was like, oh, that's, like, a well-known basketball player. Storm right. and Morvin, I mean, I, I literally forget his real name, uh-huh. but but he's just a tall guy. They just <laughs> needed another tall guy. But, like, but, you know, but, you know, you had, you had Ewing and you had Barkley, right? You know what I mean, right? And, and, and this, I was just like, I, I, who who are some of these people? Well, I mean, I... They're all well. They were women. That's honestly why I didn't know. I, I mean, yeah. The the three big NBA stars: Damian Lillard, um, yeah. Clay Thompson, and yeah. um, uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, are like all. They're not. I, I wouldn't say that they're like the three biggest stars, like after LeBron. But like they're all. They're all. You know, if, yeah. you, if you care about basketball, they're big names. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't know who the women were. As no, well as I, I, I. That is one thing I will give credit for. Is like. I think it's cool they gave a couple spots yeah, to WNBA it, players. When I yeah. when I saw it, I was like, honestly, that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? And it is kind of you know. Yeah, I it, don't know who you are, but yeah, I have I have no idea who you are. But, <laughs> but, but like, okay, props. I was yeah. like, I was like, are you on the national team or something? Like, who are I? Don't know. 
you're a basketball player? Yeah. Just no idea. But but yeah, no, 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 no. And I thought that was fine. Um, then desexualizing Lola. See, that's... Uh, did so, you really not want to talk about that? No, I, I actually did want to talk about that. Because yeah. I think it kind of points to something. Like, cause just, they don't know what to do with any of the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, again, Bugs is incredibly boring. Has nothing to do. Like, they just... And I, I think their treatment of Lola sort of speaks to something greater just in sort of how they're lost. Like, again, in the original um, Space Jam, like, they invented... You know, there aren't a lot of girl Looney Tunes. No. So they invented a new one. And, like, you know, they did what you do in the 90s and made her a baby. <laughs> which is, you know, pretty patronizing. A little weird. Yeah. Kind of strange to be like, look at this fucking stacked rabbit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I did when I was a kid and had sure. a whole bunch of yeah. weird feelings yeah. about yeah. it. But Absolutely. yes. But, but in this movie, they, they remove the sexuality from her while giving her nothing, nothing else. Nothing. It's like, it's... Yeah. She was good at basketball in the original one. Right. Yeah. And, I mean... Again, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think that Babe yes. is the character trait you should give to your one female character. Okay, I understand that. At least it's a character trait. Exactly. It's, like, it's say what you will about nas- the tenets of national socialism, but at least it's an ethos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. No. And that's the thing. Is that like? Is that like? Is that like? When they, they just they just kind of make her competent. Yes. They like introduce her like hanging out with Wonder Woman, and they're just it's this very flat scene of the two of them both being like, "I respect you," which exactly. is like the it's just this very patronizing kind of like modern branded feminism, feminism that, yeah. has, that has like no like it's tough to talk about this stuff because you don't want to sound like you're anti-feminist of course like that's not the point it's just it's so patronizing to just be like patting someone on the head and being like you're the best that's ever lived like, exactly that's not really the point the point is for isn't for like it feels like corporations trying to score points by looking good yes. while taking no genuine interest in anything real exactly yeah exactly no absolutely like, absolutely I think Part of the aim of feminism is to grant women individuality. Yes. And just making them into, like, an avatar of upstanding perfection is also not really it. No. No. It's like, it's You're the, missing the mark. It's the feminist version of the, like, the good Negro trope. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. And that's exactly... And that's the thing. Because, like, in the original one, yeah, she was a ba-ba-ba-babe. Yeah. But, but she was, like... Probably the second best basketball player on the team after Jordan, right? right. You know what I mean, right? She was competent, right? She wasn't. She like, you know, because all the all like the, the, co- the point I was making was not really to the original. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying was, was that like, was that like, was that like, like, like you said, she was a fully fleshed out character, and in this one, they were like, okay, so we still have the girl, right? We're just gonna remove anything anyone could yell at us for, yeah. right? And then we're just gonna be like, and we're just gonna have a girl power scene, right? And then that's it. Yeah. Right, right. There, there was no like, like you said. It was a very corporate branded feminism of like, of like, of like, yeah, girls can do anything and they're the best, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I figure like, you know, like, like, you know, them getting paid a, a dollar to every man's dollar rather than seventy cents or seventy-seven cents on it, right? Like that, that strikes more genuine kind of feminism than like that. Then like she's friends with Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman thinks she's cool. Right, yeah, it's, there's, you gotta go a lot farther than just tweeting women are people too every few months. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. which is how this felt. But it also, I think, just speaks to a larger issue of lack of characterization. Yeah. It's like, you know, 
the Looney Tunes are interesting and exciting because they have specific characters, you yeah. know? And, like, they don't know what to do with any of them. Like, no. you know, why does Porky Pig rap in this movie? Yeah! Well, oh my fucking god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Why, why does why is Daffy Duck hanging out with Superman? Like, that doesn't... Yeah. That's... It doesn't just... It doesn't compute. No. That's not his personality. Like, the only... No. Uh, again, I don't like that they did this, but the only one that makes sense in terms of, like, where the Looney Tunes are living is Roadrunner and Coyote being in Mad Max. Yeah. Like that... I fucking hate you fucking with one of my favorite movies like that. Yeah. But at least, like, you put some thought into, like, what world would these two fit in? Obviously. Yeah. Like, that... That computes a little bit. They do nothing else for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But at least, you know, you seemed to, for a second, put a little bit of thought into what defines these two characters, which happens nowhere else. You, they are seven minutes. Every Looney Tunes is seven minutes. Yeah. You could have watched some fucking Looney Tunes yeah. and see... Right, because they each have a character... Right? I mean, and listen, and most of them it's that they're dumb... Yeah. Sure, right? But they're dumb in unique and interesting ways, which is why they were so fucking popular when they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like and that's the thing, and like there's something very potent in watching someone fail repeatedly yes. in creative ways, in ways that like, you know speak like I don't think it's like again, there's seven minute cartoon shorts, but like there's there's some shit packed in there. Like yeah. it's like I, again, I've talked about this before, but I had a you know, college professor who loved to talk about how Roadrunner and Coyote was like the best expression of ex- existentialism he'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know that, like you know, there is something there. Like they they mean something. And, yeah, but they're also just fucking fun. Like, exactly. Thought went into them in terms of just you know. Yeah. What is an interesting obstacle that can happen here? What's an interesting way to fail? Yeah. We have to like we have to establish consistent characterization and then find ways to play with that. Yeah. And find ways for that to, to you know, build and have yeah. one domino knock over the other and it have this whole satisfying chain of cause and effect set off by Rover, or by Coyote's insanity. Exactly, you know? exactly. Oh my god. Like, when there would just be, like, a callback to something that, like, had failed earlier in a, yeah. a, a Rover or Coyote thing. Yeah. Consistently find... Unexpected ways for yes. to fail. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah, unexpected and absurd ways. Yeah, and like you know, play with your expectations where it seems like they're very clearly setting up one kind of comeuppance, and yeah. then a totally different one comes in and smashes that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, it feels like they're always ahead of you and they're always smarter than you. Yeah. You know? Earthquake pills does not work on Roadrunners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just like little shit like that. Like yeah. it was. It was. It was. Right, right, right. And you would have that, right? And, and, and that would manifest in different ways with different characters, but like, but, but it would manifest. And, 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 you, and you were coming. This is the thing. The, 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 you know, Tex Avery and all them, right, back in the day, they were having to make that up in, in, in the moment, right? They were having to construct that, right? Trying to, and having to, const- mm-hmm. you know, right? And having to make all that. You now, you can just go, like, yes, would it have been lazy? Absolutely. But you can just go back. You are working for Warner Brothers. You can go. You can watch these. You can take that and put that into the movie. And that's something I think that the first movie did a lot better than this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? You did. And yeah, they had dumb little winks and everything like that. Like there's a scene in the original movie, right, where they do like a little wink to um, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. You know right. what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, you know they have little dumb things like that, right? You know, something for the folks, right? Something for the parents, right? But like, <clears throat> but like, I don't know. It. it, it, it this movie just sucks. This is a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. It's a badly made movie. It's a movie that, like, takes, like, 
I mean, I mean, you literally, it's like, it's like. <laughs> it takes two hours to get nowhere. It takes two hours to get nowhere. <clears throat> it takes two hours to get nowhere, and you were given everything. You were given a warm notice being like, use everything. And you end up using nothing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. You end up showing everything and using nothing. And it doesn't, it just, it doesn't even, it doesn't seem, I, I think this is, again, something that, I think the reason this is, you know, I don't know if this is the worst movie of the year, or even the worst movie ever. It's really fucking bad. There's a lot of competition for bad, though. Yeah, that's true. But um, it is, I think, certainly the most cynical for all the reasons we've talked about. Yes. Um, but also, just I think, speaks to an issue more broadly that again we've touched on is it just it doesn't give a shit about itself. Yes. You know, um, like it doesn't bother to. Again, do any of the sort of basic script writing arithmetic of this is this character's motivation, and so that leads them to do this, which leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to this. Yeah. And there's none of that basic fucking arithmetic. Yeah. And like, down to like, you know, they don't even play basketball. No! Like, they play some weird, like, style points, like, video game thing where, like, you know, you can score a thousand points in a second. And, like, they never established the rules of that, so you don't even really know what the fuck is happening no! at the time. You have no idea. And let me tell you something. No, no, if you don't know what's happening or what the stakes are, there's no way to get into it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And you want to know one of the worst fucking things? My kids loved this movie. <laughs> and they have been begging me to watch it again. And I have said, no. Every time. No. I love you. There's a lot I'll do for you. I'm not doing that. Yeah. We are not watching this again. I said, you know what I said? I said, we will watch original. We will watch the original Looney Tunes. We can maybe watch the original Space Jam. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching. Say, I said to them, I love you. I love you so much. Yeah. We are never watching that movie again. You can, you can, you know what? You know what I said? I said, I said ask your mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, maybe she can deal with that. I cannot. I mean, the the piece de resistance of you know the like I don't we don't give a fuck about our own movie is you know having the movie climax with Bugs Bunny sacrificing himself and dying, which is again something that like is so fucking like. It's not what Bugs Bunny would do. Bugs, it's, it's like even the scenario that they, they have to like bend over backwards to create a scenario where something with emotional weight can happen. It's like, it's it's just it's very it's consciously manufactured. You can like again like we're talking about hacky screenwriter bullshit here, but like you can see the strings being like okay, well you know if the, you set up this glitch early, like if he does a specific glitch, you'll win, but it'll get deleted. And it's just it's it's too obvious and too fucking stupid. But like one. I don't know why you would think that's what anyone wants to see in this movie. No. You don't need that. No. Like, two, but two, if you're going to do it, if you want for some reason this movie to have emotional stakes, other than, you know, he's trying to be a better dad to his kid, which you've already fucked up by going way too hard on what a shitty dad is it, he is, because yeah. he has to be perfect at everything else. Exactly. You know? It's his, it, it's the, t- the whole, like, image of LeBron is very strange. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it feels wooden and unreal. Like it feels like and just deeply insecure yeah. in a way that like I don't know. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, in in a way that like Jordan just wasn't too 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 perfect and too in a lot of ways, and then overcorrecting in a lot of others. You know, it's just, it, yeah, he comes off as very unlikable in a way that like oh yeah, is definitely not which which, which which I'm sure in person he's probably not, but like I don't know. Who, who knows? Like I don't know. In this, he sucks. Yeah. But, but, like, if you have decided that the way that you want to give your movie emotional stakes is to kill off Bugs Bunny, you have to commit to it. 
It has yeah. to count. Yeah. You can't just have him die, and then five minutes later, for no reason, he's both alive and in the real world. Yeah. And is just like, hi. Yeah. I will not be taking questions. Yeah. Why would I give a fuck about anything that happens in this movie? No. Which I'm not, again, I'm not even really looking for, but you fucking brought it up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why would you do that? Also, like... Like, 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 I remember in the last one, right? In the original one, right? You know, they're, 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 he's like, how are we going to do this? Right? He's like, oh, I want to just stretch your arm out. You're a cartoon, right? We're in the cartoon world. Yeah. Right? And then they're like, oh, this is when you're right. right? And that's the thing. Have some cartoon shit. Right. Do some cartoon shit to solve it. Hmm. That would be the go-to, and then you don't have to deal with any of this, like, you know, why? Just do some cartoons. Why are there emotional stakes in the fucking Space Jam Looney Tunes movie? It's Looney Tunes. The stakes in the original are just, do they win or lose the game? Are they slaves or not? Easy! Enough. It's It's, like, it's it's more than enough. Yeah. It's, you know, you don't want them to be slaves, but you're not... You don't have to turn Bugs Bunny into Jesus. Exactly! You just just want him to be free in the world doing his Bugs Bunny thing. Exactly! He doesn't even do that in this movie. No. God fucking damn it. This movie sucks. Fuck this movie. But... No, Epic Movie might have been worse. Yeah. But, I mean, I think there is some shared DNA just in, like, the way that, like, they, you know, touch on all of these various properties, but, like, treat as if, hey, remember this is a joke. Yes. Like, you know, they go to the Matrix, but there's no joke beyond what if Granny was Trinity. Exactly. Like, that's Epic Movie shit, which is just, hey, you remember this, but it's a little sillier. Exactly. Like, there's not an actual joke in there. It's yeah. just, what if we did this but with a stupid fucking grin on our mouth? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, and, 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 no, that's too far. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to reference another movie. Okay. But yeah. No, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do I'll tell you off the Okay. Yeah. You'll forget. Oh, uh, no, you don't know me. <laughs> you want to just talk about what we've been watching? You want yeah. to Can we stop fucking talking about this? Yeah, goddamn? I, I'm done. I hate There's it. There's probably so. a lot more to say. I don't think this is a particularly coherent discussion just because we're both just like, fuck this, this movie. movie! Fuck this, this movie! It's so... Like, like there is no reason... Like, 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 normally I'd be like, okay, it's so bad, like, maybe you watch it just to... Because I've done that. When I've watched a movie that I'm like, no, this isn't even, like, bad, like, so bad it's good. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 this is so bad, I need to watch a bad movie to understand what a bad movie is. Mm-hmm. No, 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 just don't. Yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is, if you at all care about movies, this is a major mover studio being like, fuck you. Yeah. I would have liked it more if all of the movies... All of the movies that they reference... Well, I haven't actually seen Austin Powers because as we've talked about Michael Myers is kind of yeah. a blind spot for me. But yeah. all, that, all of the movies they reference, I really like. Yeah. And that makes it worse. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, like, no. You're right, Warner Brothers. You've made a lot of fucking classics. Now leave them alone. Yeah, stop it. Stop yeah. it. Just show me the classics. I will eat the... St- I'm already an HBO Max subscriber, but you're, you're making me want to stop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. God fucking damn it. I guess I'll give Bezos $3.99 a pop to rent it on his shit, but God fucking damn it. Yeah. All right. Fuck. I met you by shit, come by fatter. I got the data to turn your body into antimatter. And just like a piece of sizzling, you'll fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. The king is what I mean. I mean, my man, get a cup and put some change inside your hand. Now hold up, let's make this official. Everybody, let's agree that MCs need a tissue. The folks, my only issue. I bet your mama miss you, and I bet the Mac take off like an MX missile. 
No more you whining on the charts climbing as I make the funk kick it out more harder than a diamond. And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm gonna say Craig Mack with perfect timing. You won't be around next year, my rap's too severe, kicking my flavor in your head. I think I've already told you what I've been watching. Uh, what have I been watching? So, um, there are a few different things I want, a few different movies I want to talk about. But first of all, just because, you know, this is our sort of episode about 2021 in a way. I just kind of wanted to go through some of my favorites from the year, some of which I've watched recently, some of which I hadn't gotten a talk, chance to talk about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of which we have talked about, like The Last Duel and Pig. Yeah. I both thought were, were great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also on there um, were, uh, this is, uh, this is this ties back to one we've talked about before, the Benedetta, the Paul Verhoeven, like, non-sploitation movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which, I mean, it's so funny because, like, you know, it's Paul Verhoeven, so, like, it is a non-sploitation movie about, like, nuns having lesbian sex and, like, 15th century Italy or whatever, but it's also, like, a meditation on, like, the nature of faith and of religious belief. Like, it's, like, simultaneously, like, very lowbrow and very highbrow. Like, yeah. It's great. It's, like, pure pure Verhoeven. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what's it called? Benedetta. Benedetta? Okay. Based, based on a true story, apparently. Hmm. Um, you know, one of the earliest historical accounts of lesbianism. Uh, All right. Yeah. All it's right. good stuff. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also good, a licorice pizza, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. What did you think of that? I really liked it. Okay. Um, you know, it's, um, it's his, uh, probably his most it's his warmest movie which is i mean he's you know he's certainly made movies that are fun like Bo- yeah boogie nights is a lot of fun mm-hmm. um punch drunk love is is you know ki- kind of warm in its way but in a very off-kilter way this but like you know his movies tend to have kind of a darker undercurrent at the same time like that's certainly present in this but it's also very you know it's kind of sunny and nostalgic and you know it's certainly got like it's you know it's sort of about his childhood in like 70s fernando valley mm-hmm. and like is very, like, aware of, like, what was fucked up about that time and place. Like, it's very, like, conscious of, like, racism and sexism and homophobia, but it's still, like, you know, man, it was cool being a kid and just hanging out and, like, having a crush on an older woman. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people were kind of freaked out because they were, like, uh, they were, like... It it got sucked up into a lot of, like, age gap discourse because, it, it, it again, it's a movie whose central relationship is about a teenager who has a crush on, like, a woman in her 20s. Doesn't nothing inappropriate happen, though? There is a kiss, um, but like it, it like it, and it's it's complicated. Like, yeah. but I think that art should be complicated. It's yeah. like it's aware of what's weird about it. Yeah. Like, and I, I, it's not like, damn, wouldn't it be cool if you were fifteen and got it down with like a bad twenty-five-year-old woman? But also, all I wanted at fifteen, you know, yeah, what I, yeah. like, 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 yeah, it's not good, of course, but like at the same, like, like, yeah, like, 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 but it's like it's also like very clear about what's going on in her head. Like, yeah. she is someone who's adrift, and like every other man in her life is someone who like makes her feel like. Less than. You know, she's a woman in the 70s. You know, she yeah. doesn't get a lot of respect. She's, like, constantly sexually harassed. And, you know, there's yeah. one guy who, like, you know, she's not really attracted to, but she likes him. She likes hanging out with him. And she also likes that, like, she has power over him. Yeah. Like, you know, it's aware that, like, that's a little fucked up, but it's also a little understandable. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and. you know, and it's real. Like, it's, like, yeah. a real thing. Like, 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 it's. Yeah. Ambiguous and complicated and messy. Exactly. You know, I think art should be those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can't be like, like, like. Uh, people need to fucking. Yeah, there is like a 
current in society that just, you know, I think they're, like, you don't want to complain about, like, cancel culture because, like... Yeah. Well, like, well for the same reason you don't want to, um, what is it, like, complain about, like, corporate feminism. Right, because, much. like, there are ways and places in which it is appropriate, you know? Yeah. Fucking Harvey Weinstein should Absolutely. be canceled. Absolutely, yes. You know? But I think there's also, like, there's, you know, there's a white hat cancel culture. Yes. I think, but I think there's also, you know, in... A pl- places where it can be just, you know, people who maybe didn't even see the movie are just like, I can score some points by, like, talking about how this is valorizing pedophilia. Yeah. Like, no, it's Which, not. No, it's a philia first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think there there is a, you know, and this, there is a, a valence in cultural criticism of everything should be spoon-fed to me. You know, movies should have very clear, like, Honestly, kind of haze code morality where there are good yeah. guys and bad guys, and we should let you know who's bad. Yeah, no, no, we we really, I, I I've been thinking a lot about that, about mm-hmm. like, 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 yeah, like the complaint about cancel culture is kind of dumb, but like, but like, but like at the same time, like we have almost cancel cultured our way into like a more reactionary kind of like mindset, right? Of like, of like, no, this is inappropriate, and you can't do that, and it's like, dog, like you can have rape in a fucking. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Right? Like, 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 like you can have, you can. Yeah, have, I mean, there were people who applied that to the last duel. It's like this is some male gaze, but like male. It was written, co-written by a woman. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And like my favorite, my favorite phrase that came out of that was some like, uh, someone called it a rape movie Rashomon. It's like you're also telling on yourself that you've never seen Rashomon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the? What the? Fu- also, there are. In that movie, there's, there's, it, I mean, you want to talk about, that movie does kind of spoon feed you, because remember, because, because the truth according to, um, uh, Matt Damon, Matt the truth Damon, according to Adam Driver, and then the truth according to Jamie yeah. Comer, and then it's like, the truth. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. what actually, yeah, and it, like, shut up! Yeah. And, shut up! I think that, you know, there's, there is a contingent, I don't know how large, but, you know, certain, some are certainly vocal, yeah, that like, just doesn't believe you should portray anything traumatizing. Yeah, and like I understand not wanting to see that. Then don't see it. It's that fucking simple. Like right. that's the thing. Right. Like 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 look like 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 look right. Just 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 worry about your own. Just stop bag watching. All right. Yeah. Why don't you just worry about your own damn self? Yeah. That's like 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 because you can do that. There are movies I will not watch because they are morally objectionable to me because right. they were like a Serbian film. I'm not seeing a fucking Serbian film. Right. You know what I mean? Not gonna see it ever. But like, and yeah, I I you know a lot of ways kind of don't think it should be made. I'm not about to go out there and fucking like. Start because I I'm just not gonna watch it. Right. You know what I mean? Like 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 it is well within. I mean I think there's a line somewhere. Absolutely. Lenny like, Reifenstahl should probably have been allowed to make fewer movies. Yes, but, absolutely. Yes. But yes. I but, don't I don't think that like Licorice Pizza or The Last Duel are over that line. Exactly. Yes. 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 The line be the line being Nazi, <laughs> a literal Nazi. Yes. Absolutely. You know what? I'll say right now we should cancel Nazis. <laughs> We should, we should, hey, if, if fucking, if fucking Reinhard Heydrich Jr. was like, I want to make a, I want to make a warm biopic of my dad, I'd be like, "Mm, probably not. (laughs) Probably don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Also, a couple, a couple others to mention, um, Quo Vadis Ida, which is a, oh, yeah. it's a Bosnian movie about, uh, the Srebrenica massacre, Mm -hmm. which is, it's like, you know, it's. 
I think like that kind of nod, didn't it? What kind of nod? Like an Oscar nod? They haven't put out nominations yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, maybe Golden Globes. I don't know. I guess they're, uh, they're, they're they've decided to do that again. I guess. Um, yeah. But um, but is like uh, it's it's kind of weirdly tough to make a genocide movie. Like it's you know to find like yeah a movie in there. You know it can just it can get a little. You know, it's easy to like kind of over pitch it or just kind of wallow a little bit or yeah. have it be a little formless or just kind of history lesson y. But like it structure it structures it almost like kind of a workplace thriller where the the main character is a you like she's a Bo- she's Bosnian, but she's working as a UN translator and like basically a lot a lot of the movie is about her having the worst customer service job in the world. Of yes. Like being forced to go out to people and be like, There are no toilets. You yeah. will be shitting in the corner. I'm sorry, this is what they've told me. I'm just telling you this. Yeah. And, but, like, with the added complication of, you know, her family being among the people there. And, yeah. like, having to convince the people, like, the UN people, like, okay, I know you're not saying this, but I've got the sense you're about to let everyone from my town get massacred. Everyone in my town includes my family. I know you've given me a pass to go with you guys, but can you please yeah. give my husband and kids a pass too? And like having to negotiate, like having to negotiate both, like I need to negotiate with the UN, I need to negotiate with Ratko Mladic, yeah, I need to negotiate with my townspeople who all fucking hate me, and it's mm-hmm. just like just presenting this like world historical tragedy as like a series of escalating workplace crises. Hmm. It makes it like, you know... That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it kind of makes it like legible in a way that like, you know, just a sort of docudrama about like, you know, this incomprehensibly horrible thing would be a little incomprehensible sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, or a little, or it can go the other way and get a little, you know, historical reenactomy and get a little dry and boring. It, It finds this interesting middle ground where like it really humanizes the event and you do get a sense of the whole history of it but like you're in it you know mm-hmm. in a way that you might not be otherwise yeah no, so it's a really good film really effective all right um, yeah check it out I, I was kind of on the fence about it because i was kind of like i mean yeah. it's a tough watch yeah 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 i was like hmm, i don't know i don't want to watch it <laughs> hmm, i don't know yeah yeah because i almost what, what did i want because on my list too is uh the painted bird mm. right didn't see that. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a Holocaust movie. Yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to just put this on while I'm working. You know what I mean? Yeah. doesn't feel appropriate. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, also pretty good, a Mexican movie called Identifying Features, which is kind of a thriller about uh, a mom whose son was abducted, abducted by a cartel trying to find either him or his body. Um, mm. Which is, you know, also not a fun watch, but pretty nope. effective. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm gonna find him. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, actually, you know. Um, oh, does she? Well, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but you know, it it goes in a direction that I I was actually surprised by the ending. It felt pretty obvious in retrospect. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. She never had a son. <laughs> She's a crazy. That was di- directed by M Night Shyamalan. Oh. <laughs> 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 I mean, so. Oh. Man. And the last one, uh, Power of the Dog, the Jane Campion movie, which is. Um, it's it's good. It's uh she's a director from New Zealand who is kind of like one of the big kind of um, directors of the '90s. You know, made kind of a big indie splash that was honestly one of the big Miramax 
success stories at the Oscars. So she helps build the legacy of the Weinstein mm-hmm. brothers. That's I think say. unintentionally because she's a very like her work is oftentimes like very explicitly feminist. Yeah. Um, in the piano, like piano is the movie I was talking about in the nineties, which is sort of one of the big like festival indie hits. Of, yeah. Of that era, one like Holly Hunter and Oscar and um, what's her name. Um, the girl from the X-Men movies, um, fuck, and Margaret, uh, mm. spacing on her name now. Um, but she won an Oscar at, like, yeah. nine for that. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, um, goddamn, that's really bothering me. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and the Irishman, too. Um, goddamn it. It's, I, I know this person, I'm just having a brain fart, but... Um, Let's look her up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to, it's just bothering me, but... Uh, Margaret film. That's probably the easiest one she starred in that. And come on, Anna Paquin. That's yeah. right. Yep, Anna Paquin. That's uh, right. Anyway, but it's it's kind of a western with uh, um, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Jesse Plemons is kind of like the dopey brother of this sort of abusive rancher played by um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Who's an actor I've always kind of been a little iffy on. Like, he's obviously got some talent, but I've always found him a little, you know, stagey, a little mannered. Um, yeah. You know, never totally gotten into him. But he's, he's actually very good in this. Like, this is my favorite work by him. It's just sort of a, just a, a guy who's very pleased to be an asshole. Um, really good work from him. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, he's good at playing a villain. Um, yeah. But, oh, great. Yeah. Very threateningly plays a banjo. Um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time picturing that. But it I, honestly works really well. Okay. Yeah. Very threatening banjo work by him. You gotta, yeah. you gotta love some threatening banjo work. Yeah. Time, yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so those, yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple, but those are like a bunch of the movies that I really love this year. Um, but the other, the only other movie that I wanted to talk about, mostly because I think it kind of feeds into our discussion uh, of Space Jam in particular, was the new Spider-Man movie, No Way mm-hmm. Home, which is kind of the only movie that's done well by like traditional metrics this year made like hundreds of millions of dollars when everything else has made you know mm. like movies have made like 30 or 40 million. Well, oh yeah, what a success. yeah but it made like 200 in a weekend um how about timing but it's i don't think it's exclusively timing i think well, yeah i think a lot of it is um like the one thing that seems to get people in one only young people are going to theaters right now of like course. old people still are not going to movies yeah. so which is also probably what movies like The Last Duel, which would probably play, you know, more to an adult audience, not, not making any traction. You yeah. know, I think is probably doing okay on HBO Max. Yeah, but like, sure. Um, but no traction in the theaters. Yeah. But only young people growing, and the thing that really gets them motivated is fear of spoilers. Yes. Like, I have to see this opening weekend so I don't have this spoiled for me. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Absolutely. But is a movie that is, um, like, it's, you know, like all of the Marvel movies, it's like, you know, it's pretty watchable, but, like, isn't isn't that, you know, wasn't, I didn't really think it was anything special, other than that it's a movie that is very explicitly trafficking on nostalgia. It yeah. is about Spider-Man as a property. And to get into spoilers a little bit, I assume you don't care. I, Do not Listeners care. probably don't care either. I'm just going to tell you. I am going to spoil a little bit about the new Spider-Man movie in that it, like, brings back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, which is, like, you know, the the movie is very explicitly, like, trafficking on your nostalgia for for Spider-Man as a property and working with that. But, like, and it was cool to see them, I guess. Like, the thing that I loved about the original Spider-Man movies was never really Tobey Maguire as an actor. I think he works really well in those movies because they do have such a weird tone. Yeah. 
Um, and Sam Raimi is a talented enough director that I feel like knows how to get the performance he needs out of McGuire. But like, it's not like Tobey Maguire is the best actor ever lived. He's a little awkward. Honestly, Andrew Garfield, very good in the movie. You know, he's yeah. again, he's kind of got that Anne Hathaway thing of like he's got big theater kid energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. Like, yeah, very talented actor. I was like, oh, I am never going to watch his Spider-Man movies because everything I heard about them was they're incredibly boring. But mm-hmm. He's pretty good. He's yeah. good Spider-Man. Of the three Spider-Man in this movie with three Spider-Man in it, he's the best Spider-Man. Congrats, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Still yeah. never going to watch your Spider-Man movies. Nope, ever, but, ever, ever. But it, it did, like, it does feel notable that even Marvel at this point has to be like, you want to remember some guys? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Marvel has yeah. to do that, yeah. That, hmm, that is actually very interesting yeah. to think about. Yeah. yeah. But... <sighs> And, but also just that, like, my primary takeaway from the movie was, I want to rewatch the Sam Raimi movies, even yeah. though I watched them last year, because yeah. they're so much better than this. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, they, they, they really do. It really is just, like, a whole other level of movie. Yeah, right? I mean, both... Partially just in that, like, I mean, both, one, Sam Raimi is an incredibly talented director who's allowed to actually direct his movies, and yeah. that, like, you know, John Watts, who directed the Spider-Man movies is not. Yeah. Um, both in terms of talent level and, like, creative control. Yeah. Um, but also just, like, their... The conception of the character is, you know, in the Raimi movies, he's a loser. You know? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who the only thing ha- he has going for him is he's Spider-Man. You know? His life sucks. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, which, again, is my choice for the greatest superhero movie ever made, is all about him, like... Being a shitty employee, getting fired from jobs, like, not getting laid. Yeah. And, like, you know, being bad at basically everything in his life. And Spider-Man being the problem. Like, mm-hmm. it's his burden for him. But he's yeah. motivated by shame. Yeah. You know, because he let his uncle die. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, it's explicitly, like, you know, kind of like Gawain. Like, I have to keep doing this because I am so ashamed of the one time I failed. I can never let that happen again. I have to keep going. So he's, like... A relatable character mm-hmm. with relatable problems. It's basically a movie about a guy with work-life balance issues. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fun and it's fleet and it's graceful and it again, it just feels directed and like the performances are cartoony but they're fun. You know, you hire Alfred Molina, you're going to get good work out of him. Mm-hmm. And like, um, the current iteration of Spider-Man, like, he's like, you know, he's like, Half the movie, he's hanging out in, like, a billionaire's penthouse. You know, it just... It's less appealing. Yeah. Like, it's... it's it's Again, it's the, like... LeBron Instagram shit. Yeah. Of, Look how good my life is. Which yeah. is just less appealing to me. I don't care. Congrats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If Spider-Man has a fucking nano suit, I'm less interested in it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 Him, him being just a young man kind of, like... Trying to figure out where he fits in the world while also like having these like, like like incredible superpowers that are both a gift and a huge burden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on him, you know, not just not just in terms of like yeah yeah in terms you know but like, like like but in these interesting ways socially emotionally right yeah, you know like what I mean? The central problem of the new Spider-Man movie is that people find out that you know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, which gives him the problems of a celebrity. Yeah. You know, it's that people are mobbing him on the street. He can't go to school, like, without people asking for his autograph, which yeah. is not as interesting as I can't pay rent. Exactly. My apartment sucks. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. I'm pro- Spider-Man, yeah. but, I, but, but, but I'm behind the, on my bills. I have the problems of a real person exactly. rather than I have the problems of Tom Holland, the actor. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, that is that is. I hope they return to form, but probably not. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? And you know what? Whatever. We have the old ones. Yeah. There yeah. you go. What have you been watching? I besides the Green Knight because I refuse to rewatch. Uh, <laughs> I, I I tried and 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 I didn't try that hard to but, rewatch Space Jam. Yeah, I like basically I like thought about it and mm-hmm. I like started and and I was like, eh, I'm, I'm good. Not, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, so I watched uh, Bloodsport. Okay. Uh, with Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, very good movie. Um, okay, USA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go. That's right. That's this movie. No, 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 no. It's it's it's. I mean the dog shit acting. Yeah. Like so, everything that I I finally understood why Trump because I was not, I was like that's such a funny thing for him that story that Trump, yeah Trump would fast forward through all of the non fight scenes of his blood sport just to watch the Kumite exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I was like that's so silly and now I'm oh no he was right yeah I totally get it no you don't need any of that shit no but uh but but no 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 very good Jean Claude Van Damme movie I mean the fight scenes are fun oh yeah they, they do have that like pretty racist 80s logic of like you know the black guy kind of fights monkey style yes exactly yeah. yeah i remember when i saw that i was like oh that's no that's not good oh no. no oh no yeah but then i was like but you know they have one black guy doing just regular karate yeah. so it evens out but yeah no it's not good it's not good yeah the monkey uh fighting style was so it's pretty tough it's pretty tough yeah it's pretty tough. i was like well hopefully this will be over soon <laughs> yeah. uh but no 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 you know but it it's 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 a cool movie. I mean, I really don't have that much to say on it other than like. I mean, if you want to watch John Claude Van Damme punch and kick some guys, it's got that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's, it's got a pretty well staged version of that. It does. No, no, and it's, he does it does the splits a couple times. Exactly. You get, you get what you signed up. For. It's ninety minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It is ninety yeah. minutes, right? Like about half of that is dumb bullshit. But even when the dumb bullshit happens, you're like, well, it's ninety minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? And. There's a fair amount of action, and and it's it's got a star-studded fucking cast. I don't remember who else is in it. Fucking fucking um, Forrest Whitaker's in it. That's Duncan right. Yeah. In it. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember who else, but like there were a few other people that I was like, damn. Uh, Ogre from from Revenge of the Nerds is in it. He's coming up a lot today. He is. That's why he's on my head. Yeah, that's why he's on my mind. That's why he's on my head. That's why he's on my head. Okay, you know what? Enough of it. Okay. So, but no, 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 no. It's a good movie. Um, I saw, uh, we talked about The Last Duel. I feel like we talked about The Last Duel enough. Yeah. Green Knight. Um, The King. Very good. Yeah. Um, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, doing Henry V. Um, the Agincourt scene was incredible. Yeah. Just, just absolutely. You gotta pick one battle from the Hundred Years' War to put on film. You gotta put Agincourt. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Fucking, fucking though, they have goddamn... Do you know who's in The King? Uh, I know Joel Edgerton is in it, and Timothy Chalamet and Pattinson. Yep, yep, yep. They have Robert Pattinson. Do you know who Robert Pattinson plays? He plays the French King. He does play Which I'm sure you love. Oh, yeah. the moment I saw... Because I, I, like, I was like, oh, is it Dauphin? Oh, no. And then, like, <laughs> and then immediately he's just like, he's just like, oh, what do you think? <laughs> I was like, can you come the fuck or? But it's so funny because there's this... Because Timothy Chalamet speaks French. Right? Right. So they have Timothy Chalamet speaking a decent amount of French in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's this scene where Timothy Chalamet tries to speak French to him and he just goes, uh, let's talk in English. No, no, no. 
know I must continue to do the accent. Yeah, yeah, he's like, it's in my contract. He's like, I enjoy it. It's such an ugly language. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. But no, no, no. But again, refusing to just sounding like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> so cool. What's it going? Uh, very good movie. I, I, I honestly loved The Fucking King. It was so good. There you go. It's so good. Uh, I watched Waiting for the Barbarians. You ever heard of such a movie? No. It's uh, it's a Johnny Depp movie. It's about this like unnamed empire, basically on like you know on like the frontier or or, or, or like the frontier, like like basically like uh like a I don't know. It's weird. So it's like it very much feels like an African colonial outpost, okay? Right, but like they're like the barbarians are like basically Mongols. Interesting. Yeah, like steppe people. Yeah, but so but basically it's like this. It's kind of interesting. Um, it, it basically shows, like, basically like the brutality of, like, uh, 19th century colonialism, right? Sure. But, like, in this, like, kind of, like, semi-fictional um, setting, uh, Johnny Depp plays, like, a uh, uh, police colonel, right? Who basically okay. they come in and, like, you know, to kind of supplant this, like, military uh, commander who's, like, you know, basically has, like, brokered, like a, like, a, like, a peace between everything where they're just, like, they just do their barbarian yeah. shit and we do our... Not barbarian shit, uh, but yeah, but but honestly, not great. Not a great movie. Um, good to watch in the background while you're working or yeah. something like that. But like, it wasn't that great. It it, it kind of felt like it had a lot to say. Uh, I thought like the depiction of the brutality of colonialism was kind of interesting, just because I feel like I mean I mean you get that in some movies, but but and it's been done better in other movies, right? You know, right? But they just they just they just really show up. Uh, and then lastly, uh, but, but you can miss it. Uh, and then I watched the art of self-defense. Is it the Jesse Eisenberg movie? How was it? I heard good things. It was actually really good. I really liked it. It was very interesting. It was very, it was kind of silly at times. Yeah. It's kind of a black comedy at a lot of points. Um, but it's very interesting and it made me, uh, sign up for a karate class. Uh, But no, but no, because but I don't know, man. It was um. Once again, did you ever do karate? Anything? I went to like two lessons when I was like eight. I did four years of taekwondo. Okay. Yeah, and and I didn't get the black belt, and that was because I couldn't. I just got so bored with all the kata, which is like the like like meditation like forms things that you do. Sure. And I was just like... Doesn't seem like I'd be up your alley. No, I was just like, can we just fight? <laughs> so the fighting I was like, okay at? Like, I did okay, like, in, like, inter, like, studio things. Mm-hmm. But then, like, anytime they were like, okay, and now perform this, I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> no idea what that is, yeah. But, so, but, you know, what's it called? It got me kind of nostalgic for it. But, uh, but yeah, no, no. But it was, it was, it was really good. It, 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 it... it the jokes when they make them usually land. It's very kind of like you know, it's it's a loser, it's a loser learning how to defend himself. But yeah. like in this like very like 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 absurdly hyper masculine kind of way mm-hmm. that is very funny. And then it's also there's a little bit of like fantasticalism. That's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no. no. But it's good. If, if if I had to pick, so if I had to say, watch Bloodsport, but fast forward through all the talking. <laughs> Uh, uh, last duel, I'd say watching its entirety. Uh, the King watching its entirety. Waiting for the Barbarians, you're fine. And then um, the Art of Self Defense, uh, I would say watching its entirety. There you go. Good to know. Yeah. 
All right, so for next time, we're back to regularly scheduled programming. Yes, sir. So I am going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to go, we're going to, there's a, we don't want to, you know, things can fall through, so we don't, you know, we're not 100% sure on this, but we might have a guess. So I'm going to go a little bit easier on you. You know, I was, I was thinking about giving you like some sort of like Tarkovsky art movie. I'm not going to go that deep with it, just because I don't really want to. I don't think our guest, if he does come through, would necessarily have anything that interesting to say about that. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to give you a movie about how there is no greater nightmare than simply existing in Australia. Yes. Which is, I think from, I want to say 1971? The 70s, anyway. Wake in Fright. Okay. I have a feeling we're going to do a lot of accents. <laughs> Always possible. Always possible. Okay. And I'm going to give you a movie that explores... Um, a lot of um, I'm giving you gender identity gender identity uh, feminism feminism yeah it's a very it's a movie that like said some things that people just didn't have the guts to say back then and that movie is Joanna Man yes a movie that at eight years old my friend asked me do you want to watch that and I said really (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when did it come out I don't know if I was eight no, I think we were about that age. Maybe 10. What year did Juana Man come out? 2002, so we were... so okay, so 11. Yeah, 11, yeah. Really, really, who's in this? I don't remember. Who is this person? <laughs> I'm excited to find out. But, uh, but it has Vivica A. Fox in it. There you go. Pretty good. All right, so two existential horror movies for next time. Australia's Wake and Fright. And Hell's Juana Man. Yeah. Man, genuine's in this. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye! <laughs>
so ends my catechism.